Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here we are. I'm really, really wanting to upgrade my equipment. I got a Mac that's 10 years old, which is fine because it's a Mac and it's great. But Your mic is weird. My it mic's was, weird? It was last time. Check, one, two. Me and Shu are fine, but... Yeah, Check, you just, seem like you could come up or I could come down a little. I can bring you down one, a little. One, two, one, two. Wait, let me see where... Yeah, your mic sounded weird in the in the Loco episode too. Check, check. Yeah, it's just I have the I have the crappier mic. I just got to get a new mic. I got to get a bunch of new stuff. I got to get. I I just have to bite the bullet and buy Logic Pro. I think. Did you do that on purpose? No, bite the bullet. <laughs> or you could talk to our friends at AKG. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That Lyra microphone we're using is fantastic. <laughs> we could use four more of those. Yes, that please. would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Um. No, and then GarageBand, I get it, it's free, it comes with the Mac, but like any Mac program, it's just, it works, it works, and then one day they're like, oh, there's no this button anymore. Right, they'll do an update where everything's obsolete, yep. yeah. So, so the... Hey, you uh, know all the stuff yeah. you've been used to for the past 10 years? Right. Nope. Yeah. And then if you don't want to update it, it'll just fail, because we are masters of planned obsolescence. The when we started this podcast, I had a, a whole different. Uh, hmm? That was a hell of a sentence that you just said. I liked it. Oh really? Oh, like, was what? it compliment? I was like, "What are you talking like, about?" I was like, "What, I was like, <laughs> what is that? A Metallica album or something?" Planned obsolescence. That's yeah. a death metal band. Masters, it's about failing technology. Masters when, of planned obsolescence. It's about when you're trying to order wings over Worcester and your phone fails because you didn't do the update. <laughs> planned obsolescence. I want my fucking wigs. Get my fucking wigs. Steve Jobs is a fuck nut. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> anyway, I'm annoyed with this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna get Logic Pro. I think it's two hundred bucks. It's not bad. So, and I, you and gotta, you know, I, I mean, personally, I think you're doing great with what you're working with. But if you're gonna do a whole other podcast, right. you might as well upgrade because, you know. Well, we're not doing a whole other podcast, are we? Am I? You mean Working Men is not going to, there's not going to be another episode of Working Men? Did you listen to that episode? That was brilliant. (laughs) I never, you know, and I'm, like you said, I think Rush is like fucking just garbage, right? I mean. You mean Roosh? Yeah, but I never knew it was pronounced Roosh. See, I didn't know that. And even though I don't want to know anything about Rush because they suck, (laughs) um, I learned a lot from that podcast. Like, I'm proud of you for even being able to make those jokes because that's 
I was nervous. I was nervous you were going to be legitimately upset with us for making making fun of Rush a little bit. I fucking they suck. <laughs> Rush is like, you know what? I, I equate I equate their music to leaving a tray of deviled eggs on your dashboard in July. I mean, they're just they they stink. Totally. Yeah. Although I should tell you guys, um, I also am starting another podcast with All Josh right. Dolan from the Breaking the Ice podcast. Okay. It's a podcast about uh, Daywas. Daywas. <laughs> don't you dare! Is that yeah, don't yeah. you dare? Is that how you say that? I've heard of them. They're a band. If people don't know Daywas, they're pretty good. So uh, next week I'll uh, be dropping the first episode of uh, the Daywas podcast, which I like to call "Jumping Up and Down on Jackson Brown's Dick." <laughs> So that'll start. That'll probably drop next Wednesday with me and Josh Dolan. And Josh Dolan, I have never met a bigger Day Was fan than really? Josh Dolan. Wow. wow. I mean, the guy just doesn't I'm, shut I'm, up about them. I would love to hear his. I'm very excited. Yeah. Are you going to debut this on Breaking the Ice? No, no. It's a whole other podcast. You're really going to? Okay. Yeah, All Day right. Was. I'm excited about yeah. this. Is this going to be on the Pantheon? <laughs> it's only uh it's only page actually it's going to be on OnlyFans because Josh and I will do it in the nice. nude. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, now right? I'm very interested. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about... Then uh, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Because that's what this podcast is all about. If you don't know what we're talking about, then you're in the wrong place. Uh, last, it's a Neil Young podcast, yeah, right? It's a, you know, like... Our, so like, if you don't like Neil like, Young, what are you even doing listening to it? Was this an accident? <laughs> you're like, right? It is, right? Are <laughs> yeah. You? I think. So, I, think I mean, if, if you don't like Neil Young, well, welcome to the podcast, but you're going to be bored as shit. Uh, <laughs> unless... You listened to last week's episode with which had with no Neil Young. zero completely zero <laughs> Neil Young talking. You know, there's that one dude. I think you did do you did do one. I did hey one. Daryl. Hey Daryl, yeah. yeah. There's that one dude though from like Chelmsford who's just like, wait a minute, this isn't a Rush podcast. <laughs> what? Who the fuck is Neil Young? For real though, Working Men, great title for a Neil, oh, yeah. for a Rush podcast. Yeah. yeah, and we were. You know, being a little playful, but I actually really did enjoy the first Rush album way more than I thought I would. Very Zeppelin-y, I will say. Very yeah, Zeppelin-y. Yeah, well, they, that's like, you know, that's yeah. who they were trying to, to copy at the time. And your your Day Was comment, painful, but very accurate, I will say. Day Was is a good band. It's a good, great. Yeah. And I they- love the banjo. <laughs> They're not so much the the neo americana that's all about wearing vests. That's like that would be my Mumford and Sons podcast mm. called English Assholes. Um, they're more like the suspenders and beard guys, right? Or or are they the guys that wear straw hats? They was yeah. No, they're no. California. They're California rock and roll. They like- oh, so they wear bell bottoms and suede shirts. No, that's John oh. Craigie. Oh, who may or may not be hopping on an episode in the next few weeks. I can't even joke about John Craigie, and not because he may or may not be coming on, but because his music's so fucking good. His music's really good. I know, right? The guy's, why isn't the guy huge? I've been getting way more into Craigie lately. Uh, that live album he did, one with I Wrote Mr. Tambourine Man, he's a really good <laughs> yes. songwriter. Like, and a great storyteller. Yeah. but he's, he hates Are You Passionate. I know. He's very <laughs> passionate about it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we did a we did it last week. We wanted to talk about the fact that we have a Patreon now. So <laughs> we already have nine patrons. So I can't believe people would pay for this, but you know, hey, I'm not judging anyone who's paying for it. I'm 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 very very thankful. I, was, I just don't understand your thought process. I was very surprised. So if you go to patreon.com/longmayyouyoung, <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can become a patron. We already have nine patrons, and when you're a new, how pat- many of those are family members? 
Zero. Oh my God, really? But, but we have. Full- Your dad isn't a patron. No, God, I'm actually no. kind of offended. He now. wouldn't know how to use it. He oh, would have zero. Oh, that's idea. true. Yeah. But I do want to thank. <laughs> we have four new patrons this week. I want to thank Cindy Rimkiss, Mark Ray. Mark, Whoa, is Mark. that a real name? It really is. <laughs> Cindy Rimkus. That might be my dad. What is there? <laughs> you have a joke about Cindy Rimkus? No, no, not if she's paying. Uh, Mark Ray, who was on the uh, last episode, the last episode where we oh, talked Mark about Ray. a Neil Young What's album. up, Mark? Yep, uh, Sarah Lynn Carlin, Sarah longtime Lynn. fan and friend. Slyn's been on the podcast. And then Chris Hoey, all new patrons. Thanks for joining. And then there's a uh, one of the higher tiers. So, the, oh my God, there's tiers. There's tiers. So the five dollar tier is called Eat a Peach. <laughs> I'm surprised Breaking the Ice doesn't have a Patreon yet. He, they do. Are you really? And though? we give, I oh. give to the Breaking the Ice. Do you really? Do pa- we have a Patreon? Yeah, but it, Josh hasn't posted anything on it in at least two years. Yeah, that's probably why I don't <laughs> so, know. He probably set it up and didn't just didn't tell did. us. I right? think he, it was when he was doing it with uh, Andrew Raycroft. Oh, okay. See, I would understand. Uh, yeah. People want to hear Andrew Rakoff's yeah. insights to you know professional yeah. hockey. But jo- Josh is I'd getting that, that monthly money. And he's, he's not yeah, right. Anyone. But it is Josh, so he probably has no idea how to access <laughs> yeah, it. It's just, it's just a there. building yeah. bank account. But uh, so he's, we have we have like fourteen bucks. We in have there, you know? four. We have four tiers, but really it's only four. Three. The fourth one is ridiculous, and I hope no one signs up for it. I made it a sixty-nine dollar tier because <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah, because yeah. you're twelve. Yep. <laughs> oh please, please, old silver gold. By the way, old silver gold is the highest tier. Oh good. Besides the $69 and that's just what one. old silver gold telling stories about pancakes. So the three tiers, the the, the main <laughs> tier is five dollars. I that's- once had a plate at the old country buffet in St. Louis. The, that one's called Eat reminded a me of my grandmother's pussy. Oh, my God. So you get that guy. You you pay for sixty nine bucks, and that's you're what getting you get. more and more Casey Kasem as oh really? So silver, silver gold is gold just becoming Casey Kasem. <laughs> And now number 45. And now number give me an 69. Upbeat up tune after a fucking puppy death story. Uh, that's the best YouTube that is, video yeah, that's there, that there is. Anyway, we have three tiers. A $5, a $10, and a 20 What the fuck? Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Did those photos come in yet? But one of the perks of the $20, which is called Old Silver Gold... <laughs> Is, is we will mention your name on every podcast that we do. I will, a, will personally John thank you. John Locke is in there. And that there, would be right? John Locke, the sole member of the old silver gold tier. So thank you, John Locke. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On every podcast. Listen, I don't want to feel like John Locke's getting ripped. Okay. Don't we mention his name on every podcast anyway? Don't. And, sh- and now he's paying sh- Mike, for it? Mike. John, sh- you got kids. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, shut up. What are you doing? That just seems ridiculous yeah, to me. Yeah, but he's given us 20 bucks and we want to mention I his see, name. You know. And you know what the wild thing is? His name's definitely not really his John Locke. His real Lock. name is not John Locke. We know his real name. We know his too. real name. We'll never admit. We'll never say. Tell Unless you become a $69 <laughs> I feel like patron. John, John, and then we'll, is that part of the perks? We'll, you know privately, real we'll privately email you John Locke's real name. <laughs> Yeah. Or we'll have John Locke come on and say it himself. That's true. <laughs> but the, but anyway, seconds. so we're 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 very excited that we have a Patreon now. So this main the main podcast is going to continue biweekly. We're okay. not gonna we're not gonna maintain our. But if if you are a patron, you're gonna get not only early access to episodes, you're gonna get an episode a week, and then certain tiers. Me and Russ are gonna do a Neil Young cover every month. Again, I don't understand why people would want this earlier than I don't, usual. I don't either, but people. People do. It's People like, God, I got to go to the dentist. Do you know get, why? Get a root canal. Well, you can do. You can go two days early. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I'm in. Mike, do you know why? It's because <laughs> of all the groundbreaking 
Neil Young content we deliver yeah. immediately from the second we hit record. We're talking about Neil Young and nothing but Neil Young, and people are hungry for it. Hey. We haven't even mentioned Neil Young's name since the start of this particular he, episode. Yeah, we now. did because we talked about how we didn't mention Neil Young. That's true. Oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. So us okay. talking about how we didn't mention Neil Young was us mentioning Neil Young in this one. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Long May You Young. Become a patron. We have nine. Be our tenth because that would be Be cool. Our tenth. (laughs) Be our tenth. Put your money. Make it spend. But this this episode is not about our Patreon. This episode is about an actual Neil Young album. Hey, according to to our theme song, we can be done now. That's true. Trans and Harvest and And Lenoise. Yeah. All right. You want to hit the the theme song? Yeah, hit the theme song. song. This is the last episode, everyone. It is the greatest theme song of any podcast anywhere ever. Nobody can, you can't, don't be denied on that one, Aww. you guys. All Thanks, right. Mike. Don't be denied. That's a great, that's the greatest podcast theme song ever. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's ha- the Condom Boys. I'm happy with it. I, I am feeling though, are you, I'm, don't take this the wrong way. I'm feeling tired of it. I feel like maybe we should maybe try Aww. a new. We should. I don't know. We should do one. For the, for the we Patreon. should do a trans style intro song oh, yeah. with a vocoder. Oh, that's a good idea. And then a everybody's rockin' style one. And then for this one, we can just do a shit ton of reverb and right. echo. We can just like yeah, you can just a noise version. Yeah, yeah, just turn up the gain or whatever, and then just let it fly. Just let it just just a echo, couple, just keep echoing bu- forever. Yeah, we'll I'd be a, on board with all that. Okay, okay, fucking get it. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Could you loop that and then stick it in my ass? I could, but I won't. All right. When when Shu and I are in harmony like that, yeah, that's when you get a Daniel Lenoir. That's right. That's good pronunciation, Russ. Man, thank you. Yeah, so there. Here it is. It's long may you young. Not uh, no longer the only Neil no, Young podcast ever. There's the the only English speaking Neil Young podcast. Not necessarily. I believe Thrasher's Wheat has one going also. What? Yeah. Seriously? They don't call it a podcast. They call it like something radio, but it's basically an episode. So that's kind of like a. podcast. Is it the same thing where they do album by? Album? I haven't listened to it yet. And, I haven't. And had, I, I haven't had time, and I haven't had time to learn French to listen to the other one, which I'd like. <laughs> I've been to do. trying. Yeah, which I'd like to do. I should just keep it on and turn it up wicked loud and point my speaker out the window and my neighbors will be like, there's some French people in Shoe's house fighting. Yeah, I'm sure your your wife and daughter would love that. I know, they would definitely. Well, my wife knows French, oh, so okay. she actually may enjoy it. And Chaldeur. she likes Neil Young. Yeah. Chaldeur. 
So, uh, yeah, so there's two other podcasts that we know of, but they're nowhere near as shitty as this one. <laughs> so it's uh, Luke and Russ Condon from the Bandtown Meeting. My name is Mike Shu. We uh, started out uh, covering Neil Young's musical output album by album per episode. We've had interviews. We've talked about his films, and that will continue. But I guess, according to Luke, you'll have to pay for that shit. Yeah. Um, so that'll be coming up real soon. Also, how... Did it, how did how did it go so long without a Neil Young podcast? Podcasting has existed for a while now. Mm-hmm. How were we the first? Yeah, it's existed for like a, over a decade. There was like. one if you look back. Right, it, it was like called like Journey Through the Past or something yeah, like but that. Was that was that a, a whole podcast about it, or was that just like they covered Neil in one episode? I think they might have covered. We need in to one stop episode. talking about it though because we've manifested. Uh, we really Neil now Young we have. Podcasts. Yeah, we have. And I, and I I. And they're uh, all going to be better than this one. <laughs> oh, for no, sure. There's no question. And yeah. it's not like we're going to get some kind of like, you know, uh, mystical gem because we're the first one. You know what I mean? That's true. Like the, the first real one. Because like, I don't know what that other one was, but I don't think it was like, the, it's not like a full right. album by album. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I even if you don't know French and you listen to the other one, it'll probably still be better. Yes. Yeah. Than even this if one. you, yeah, exactly. Even you know if you what, you know why it'll be better because no semen. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. What's the French word for semen? Salmon. That's just <laughs> really salmon. That's salmon. That's I don't know. Yeah. That's a delicious fish. All right. uh, Isn't that what semen is? <laughs> yes, Russ. <laughs> you guys don't come fish. <laughs> Jesus. See? See, you think they're talking about this at Thrasher's Wheat? You're gonna, no. You're gonna, you know what they're talking about? Neil Young. Yeah, dumb. David Briggs. Just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of David Briggs. Yeah. What do you see over there, Shu? We found him. Where? All I see are guitars and amps. Oh, he's a little hidden right now. <laughs> Russ is like pointing. This it like, was up on top of the There's nothing over there. I'm like, yeah, he's, I see he's a couple of buried in cabinets. He's buried in cords. A little David Briggs shoe back oh, there. Oh, wow. We Where was him. he? Uh, he was buried under heaps of dirty clothes and trash when I wow. cleaned out my garage. Kind of appropriate. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing better now. He's thriving. He missed you. He says hello. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But uh, speaking of da- David Briggs and producers, this album, pretty pretty heavily produced. Produced. And also, so Neil loved the production so much, he named the album after... Right. Yeah. Lenoir's yeah. nickname, which was yeah. Lenoise. Right. Was so we're we're covering Lenoise in this episode, and uh, as Neil put it, um, I said solo. They said acoustic. I love that. I actually yeah. love that. I think that's I would, fucking I, great. I, I'd love to find that T-shirt somewhere. That's from that particular tour, where he actually played in Worcester. So he he did a solo where? tour for this at the Hanover Theater, which is a beautiful place. I bet, yeah, great, that's great sound. Yeah, and that was with the late great one of his idols, uh, Bert. I always forget how to say his name. Yanch or Janch? Yeah, we're going to get... I think it's Bacharach. <laughs> no. no. Reynolds. No, that's Elvis Costello who loves Burt Bacharach. Burt Reynolds, right. <laughs> yeah. The very influential Burt Reynolds. Actually, it was wait, Norm you, playing I, I, was gonna, I was going to say, don't you mean Turd Ferguson? Turd, Turd Ferguson. Rest in peace. Right. Um, wow, that's, pretty, that's wild. Yeah, and uh, it got mixed reviews because a lot of people went to the show because they thought it was going to be Neil's solo acoustic, and some of it was, but then he, you know, he pulled out the electric electronics and started ripping it up and some people were a little miffed would you be miffed no because that's you know what 
if I was going to yeah, a Neil Young to show, Neil, you don't expect anything. I'm not expecting anything. You have to go. With, <laughs> yeah. You have to go with zero expectations. Just, yeah, you have to just go. What's going to happen? If you go into a Neil Young concert expecting something and you don't get what you expect, that's on you. That's par for the course. Yeah. Right. I mean, same thing with every release. Absolutely. You know, it's like okay, if you're expecting Neil, you know, he's been doing that since Harvest. It's yeah. also wild to me that people go to any show and they're like, they didn't play what I wanted. Like, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Neil, he's got so like we're in, we're in 2010 now. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah crazy. We're, we're, we're sort of coming. We I was I mean I was being silly about the thing in the how our our theme song says Trans Harvest in Illinois. So now we've done all those. Yep, or we're doing. We're it. done. Yeah, we're that's those it. are the three but best albums. I'm being yeah, <laughs> I'm being silly, but also we are kind of coming. Oh yeah, like, we're, we're, we're catching up pretty quick. But yeah. he keeps cranking out these archive. Yeah, and we'll releases. be covering all that on, yeah. on the Patreon, yeah. I assume. Yeah, well, I mean, we could hit Neil Young news real quick. Well, let's let's um, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do that, and then let's do social media. All right, Neil Young news. Do you want to do a quick Neil Young news? <clears throat> Welcome to Neil Young news. Okay, in Neil Young news, Neil released uh a new album. Right. And it's Another. the first of his bootleg series, which right, is coming yeah. out. Different from the archives, mm-hmm. now he's doing bootleg albums. <laughs> so, so. And this was uh, this one's live at Carnegie Hall, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can get it on vinyl, and it, you can listen to the whole thing on the archives. And I think it, it's good, but it also reminds me very much of, um, what's the one we, I feel like we just talked about it. Massey Hall? Massey Hall. Uh, it was around the same time. And, and Young Shakespeare, kind of yeah, all the, similar Well, that vein. was all the same tour, and that's so. kind of, uh, I have a complaint there, Neil. Um, you, I mean. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. <laughs> Shoe has a complaint. Shoe's pissed about something. Hey, Daryl, get your notebook. Big surprise. Hey, Daryl, they're doing the Hey, Daryl segment, <laughs> which I hate. Hey, Daryl, did you hear Hey, Daryl? <laughs> Daryl. Hey, Daryl, did you hear the Hey, Daryl? <laughs> We've got like that, like we've got Massey Hall, we've got Young Shakespeare, now we've yeah. got this one, and then if you looked at all the other bootleg series stuff he's releasing, a lot of it is the solo acoustic stuff, and don't get me yeah. wrong, it's not like it's the same exact show every time, right. but I'm just kind of like, let's let's branch out a little bit. Like there's a, there's a, you know, on the archives, he just put out that uh, warm-up show from the, what, the Trocadero in San Francisco yeah, with Crazy yeah. Horse from yeah. the mid-80s. Mm. How about some of that stuff? Like, I listened to that. And there's like landing on water stuff. Drink on there it. is yeah yeah. It's like he does a version which I actually like. You know that song Hard Luck Stories. Mm. I fucking hate that song. Very familiar. But live on that one, <clears throat> yeah. it sounds pretty fucking good. Really, and that's yeah. the other thing about Neil is that that type of shit. You know, well, you might hate a song on a record, and then he'll play it live, and you're like, right. "Fuck that!" Well, I it's know. like that's it, really good, and it's yeah, like, yeah. and we we technically skipped this, but we'll probably cover it on the arc on our Patreon at some point. But we were supposed to do Dreamin' Man, yeah, too. Right. But if we're going in order, but I feel like we've done so many like live albums, mm-hmm. I, we needed to hit some newer content. I yeah. thought, but that one, a lot of the stuff off of Prairie Wind and shit, like. I, that I wasn't wild about. I did listen to that this... In oh, this, Dreamin' Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that it, was the tour he did before Harvest Moon. But it's like anything... It, I, I much prefer some of these versions to the Prairie Wind versions, and I don't right. know. He yeah. just, Dreamin', I liked the Dreamin' Man. Same. Yeah, I, I thought that. it was great. We I should thought, cover that. Are we not going to cover Yeah, we'll that? cover it. No, no we'll do, probably do it on Patreon. Yeah, I just thought we've. it's been like three or four weeks. We should hit a... Hit, yeah, hit a studio record. record. We'll right. hit that on Patreon for sure. Okay. Or we'll hit it on this one. I got to interrupt real quick and just say that all jokes aside, how nice is it to have shoes 
nice fucking his big nice thighs. His big nice thighs <laughs> back yeah. in the Oh room. my god. Nice thighs. No, I'm mostly just very that, just that fucking right voice, you know. Oh yeah, I'm voice. calling Long May You Young HR. I <laughs> especially feel because especially <laughs> having Locko. I was going to say having the opposite of what? shoes. I love Locko. <laughs> I, I love Locko too. But as far as your voices, Roosh. Yeah, you couldn't get Locko's the best with <laughs> Roosh. Very funny. He every time so, I see he was that, so now. committed to it. I know. And every time I'm I, so you know, glad he was. That's all I can think of now when I'm listening to Rush. When I see something of Rush, all I can think of is Locko going Roosh. Being in the room for it though, it was like. So we were, what is happening? But then, like <laughs> listening, I was like, I'm really glad you committed to, to that. I didn't edit it at all, but I did have to edit out huge Roosh. chunks where we just were laughing like yeah, the whole right. time because it's just it was fun. Locko's just fun and yeah, funny. he's a funny dude. He's the he's titty fun. bird. What he do you is. want? Um, so where were we? Oh, is that all the Neil Young that's breaking? All, that's Neil really Young? all we were, I we had. Were on Mike Shoe's thighs, I think, is where we left off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Russ yeah. positioned himself in a camping chair so he could get maximum view of oh, Shoe's yeah. thighs. We like played that. some ping pong before this too. Yeah, so I'm all warmed up. Nice. I didn't realize I'm all ripped. I didn't realize your your dad was a was a champion ping pong player. Um, I don't know about champion, but he was pretty fucking good. Really? Like, yeah, he was. He had played since like his whole life. You'd probably call it much. table tennis though. Um, I don't know. Real no, ones I, th- do. I think he called it ping pong. I don't know. I, when I was little, he belonged to a league, and I would go with oh, him. Oh damn! I feel, like, I feel like if he belonged to a league, he was yeah, good. and like it was somewhere in Newton when we used to. When I was real little, we lived in Newton. We went to some place where they had like twenty ping pong tables set up in a gymnasium. That's cool. But it's the what, sound must have been nuts. I like, was I I was like five or six. Oh, okay. I was running around. But that's yeah. one of those things. I met one guy who was like league level, and you you can see once they play you, they're like, I'm doing this for you. I'm right, not doing yeah. this for me. I'm just kind of I'm I'm yeah. playing to keep the ball going yeah. because you're pathetic. And even like so so me <laughs> like pl- Russ was playing with me earlier. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, okay. No, you. I was like, you when you first started, I was like, oh, she's not very good. But then you I was started, just mimicking started, my father. Yeah, That's then all. you started yeah. to click in. Like it started to become like a muscle. Like you remembered or something. You got you sure, started yeah. to get good at. It. You I know, for how father. good my father was. Yeah. Um, we never owned a ping pong table. Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess wow. when he was a kid, they had one. Yeah. And then he came to this country, and I don't, th- I don't think we ever, we never owned a ping pong table. Wow. I the, when I as soon as we bought this house with a garage, I'm like ping pong table. It's one of the yeah, first things gotta, I bought. You guys are serious because you got a super nice ping pong table. You've yeah. got those paddles you keep in cases. I love ping pong. <laughs> It's because he's a dork. No, I know, it's because like, I love it. Me and do, so, do, you, do you like have like someone come out? Like, does your son Noah come out with a red velvet pillow and present you with the case? Yeah, obviously. And then you open it up, you take it out. No, like he's fucking supposed Elwood to, Blues with his harmonica because it's because yeah. it's his youngest son and he's a wild one. He's supposed to bring him the paddle on on the red velvet pillbo pillbo pillbo, <laughs> but instead pillbo baggins. I was going to make a joke, and then I fucking slurred no, my speech. I know the joke, though. Keep it going. I was it's just going to say, great. instead of a paddle, it was, it's just a turd. It's just it's a little, just a a little it's a pile. Yeah. It's a pile of Noah because poop on a red velvet pillow. Because he shits everywhere. Right. Yeah, he shits yeah. and pisses fact, wherever he wants. Did you save that surveillance <laughs> he's a, he's footage? A, a dog. He's yeah, a it, it's there. It's on my Blake I was camera. Telling that's, him see, about that's perfect for Patreon. But Luke, I was telling him about it. Yeah, just <laughs> child pornography. It's not pornography. It's a it's a young boy living his best he hasn't life. It's a that. it's a young boy living a, like a like a Calvin Hobbes decal on the back of he a is. of a Ford F one fifty. Ross was describing it was like the ring camera caught him going out there and he was just peeing, but he wasn't using his hands. Right, he was just right. letting it fly and eating a popsicle. He was, yeah. yeah. Come on, that's like living. That's like you're in the moment. Yeah, he's fully in the moment. Right. 
Just like Neil Young <laughs> is there, in the moment there, when he's And he probably got some me. piss on that popsicle right beforehand, too. Okay, well, you know, we <laughs> well, don't have to. So That's not a lemon popsicle. Before we get into, like, into this album in depth, because I listen to this album a lot, and mm-hmm. I, I, can we just do kind of first impressions real quick, just listening? Because right. I, well, I just... I, no, go ahead. I I was hoping we. I don't have any social media, but do you guys have any? Because I, I always like to get that up front yeah. so people know we're on social media. So I threw it out. Us. I threw it out on Facebook, and uh, let me pull it up. Let me just tell folks that uh, we have a Facebook group, uh, Long May You Young, on Facebook. We're at Long May You Young on Instagram and also Twitter, and we always post to the uh, Neil Young subreddit on Reddit, where there's a bunch of great people there, always pitching in their two cents and. Telling yeah. us their experience. It's great. Which we love people. Yeah. A bunch of people are sharing the the Lenoise the film. Did you watch that? That mm-hmm. Adam C K. I forget his last name. Did the Louis C K. one? Yeah, Louis C K. But yeah. it, it's really Neil good. Neil comes out and goes, "Why am I failing at all my relationships?" <laughs> um. <laughs> Jesus. This this, <laughs> this podcast is kind of looking at Neil Young through a Louis C <coughs> Louis C K. filter a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. No. So we're we're basically masturbating in front of Neil Young. <laughs> Without his consent. Yeah, Jesus. sure. That's a good comparison, Luke. But a lot of people shared that, which was great. Me, me and Russ actually watched it this morning. It was really good. Um, Bob Satchwell says, the, this is on the Facebook group, the long-form video that accompanies the album adds to the... It to does the, help me appreciate it more. Way more. Yeah. Not way more, but yeah. The, uh, Bob, Bob Vinyl Bob says, the long-form video that accompanies the album adds to the vision that Neil and Daniel had for this project. Along with projects like Greendale and Living With War, the music is only a part of the total artwork. Also cute how the album title is a play on Daniel Lenoir. Um, Ian Dowson, a uh, longtime listener, says, Didn't listen to it too much at the time, but I loved the tracks he played at the solo shows a few years back. Didn't Luke and Russ go to the Boston show? Peaceful Valley Boulevard was stunning. How the West was won and what it became. Be interesting to hear your views. I don't remember him playing anything from this. I don't either, but I didn't know Lenoy's well enough at Same. that time. And I don't really remember him playing a lot of songs that I didn't know. Yeah, I feel like he played mostly shit we knew. Yeah. But maybe. Was this 2010 or earlier? No, we no, saw him no, in 2017. Like 17, or, maybe. Oh. Yeah. So, the, I mean, he's been to Boston a bunch. Maybe that yeah, was a different show. It could have been. Um,. Shane Black says, Lenoir brings an atmosphere that I really enjoy. Walk With Me is pretty killer. And then uh, Jeremy Ch- Jeremy Chabot, who's a friend of ours, he's in a band called The Hooligans. Great dude. Uh, he says, I really dug this when it came out. Hitchhiker was my favorite. I disagree with that it's last sentence. but And then this album, I want this comment from Mark Ray, I wanted to end with. Um, he said, odd album. Not, tel- not terrible and not great. Lenoir and Young... Uh, and yet, meh. He said, and then he says, Jim O'Rourke and Wilco are my gold standard for these collaborations. YHF from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot mm-hmm. from Wilco. And I thought that was a pretty good call. And I feel like Mark Ray and I are the same. Well, I, well then I, I agree with that. I agree with it, much. but I also said, I especially said, the whole thing of like the great but not terrible. I mean, sorry, um, not great but well, not terrible. I think it's an unfair comparison with Yankee Hotel Foxtrot because it's. Yeah. That's Wilco and right. not just Tweedy. Yeah. Where this is just Neil Young. I wonder what not Le- really. Lanois could have done with Crazy Horse. It's not this is this is what's really different about this album, not just the overall sonics of it, but production credit is just Daniel Lanois. I don't know right. if you guys noticed that. It's not Neil Young. And huh. it, it seems like Neil kind of 
it gave, did it did seem like he, he kinda, submitted he uh, kind of like, gave up a yeah. lot for to the process that yeah. Daniel Lanois wanted to go through because Neil, normally Neil does, is always credited normally it as does producer, cre- yeah it almost always but here he gave that himself. all to Daniel Lanois I think because Lanois like he at this point probably knew Neil not knew him more but like knew his style and what he liked mm-hmm. like all the shit so I read this part I think was one of my favorite things talking Hold about the, uh, can you just because so we can get social media oh yeah, go out ahead. of the way I apologize to everyone that I haven't posted the new uh episode on instagram i'm the one that mostly does the instagram but i wanted to <laughs> so i went on i just went on in our instagram right now which is at long may you young so that i could see if there was some something i could say <laughs> the first thing i see is uh our friend okay shane 96 uh tagged us in a in another post mm-hmm. and it was a post from um the joker men podcast which is, I think, a Bob Dylan yeah. podcast. Yeah, because he has that song, Joker Man. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so it was a Joker Man podcast had posted a picture of Bob, Neil, and Clapton. Oh, yeah. And yeah. one of the first comments oh, no. <laughs> is someone someone says, Clapton's white power neck tattoo removed, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> was that you, Russ? No, it wasn't Was me. that you? I swear it wasn't me, but it made me laugh because I was you, like, man? this timing is so fucking really? perfect. I go on Instagram to see if there's anything, and then that's what I see. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. So thank you, uh, OKShane96. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're at Long May You Young. Yeah. I got to make a post soon. I know. Well, so I, what, what I wanted to say is I feel like Lanois really grabbed what gets Neil going. Like, uh, so I thought this was great. This is Lanois and Howard. Um, who's Howard? Mark Howard. Mark Howard, yeah. Right. Now, so that, I believe that's the guy he's in his project called Black Dub. Yes. With, right? And so me and Russ listened to this because I think Neil heard Black Dub and said, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. And so I'm expecting this, like, super reverby, crazy. Right. It's, it's like. It's More like reggae. Jazzy it's reggae. reggae. Right. Like, well, it's, it's, it's really good. It's. That's. Typical Daniel Lanois. I hate to use the word typical, but if sure. you're going to uh, listen to anything that he touches, you're going to get that atmospheric, very... It sounded like it was recorded you know, inside a silo, but this, almost. But this album couldn't be more different than what Lanois became. The Black Dub oh, album. Oh, the Black Dub? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because he's dealing with a different artist. Uh, but yeah. I also heard Black Dub, the tight, like the name Black Dub, and I'm like, this is going to be like... A lot of overdubs, a lot of probably like Yankee Hotel, a lot of like weird shit kind right. of mixed in between. Well, the see, songs. I thought it was going to be a straight up dub album, right? You know, like reggae dub, which is there's a lot of this and a lot of that in Lanois. Yeah. Noise. yeah. Um, anyway, but I I love talking about how they recorded it because I feel like this is what Neil's been searching for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Lanois Howard applied the effects in real time with Young able to hear the results through the monitoring system, according to Howard. When you stood in the center of the room, it was the best sound you've ever heard. It was incredible. We had those speakers going at full tilt, and when you put your hands on the walls, they were shaking. It was almost earthquake material. Neil was pushing us, saying, hey, guys, that's great. Just Hey, Daryl, you feel the wall shaking? <laughs> that's just us. Hey, guys, that's great. Just take it to the next level. Give me more of that. So after recording, we went in there again with most songs and caught certain words and phrases and dubbed them. And I just, as someone who's been in a, a few different studios, probably nothing great like Neil level, but mm-hmm. you don't, you record with headphones on in a small room. Right. And me, so me and Russ watched 
an interview this morning um, with Lanois about it was like song by song, and he was basically saying like, when you do that, when you when everything's canned into headphones, noise canceling headphones, you're not saying things the way you normally would. And so with Neil, and I don't even know how they how they do this, they just blasted everything through monitors right back at him, and must have had that right. mic so well, tweaked. Well, I, what it, that's you know that's how Neil. But Neil's recorded like that, geez, so much. I mean, since the beginning, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and that, like, <clears throat> tonight's the night. That was done in a live setup on, yeah. on an actual stage. And so I think that's something that they share in common where they wanted to be a, 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 a fully accurate document of what they're doing. Yeah. And you're not going to, and I totally agree with them because, you know, like, I'm talking like this right now, but if I take these headphones off, I'll talk like this. <laughs> hey, Daryl. Totally yeah, different that's voice. Mike's, we should put, yeah. that's Mike's normal speaking voice. Right. right. And that's the last time I'm going to use that we will, unless we you pay for Patreon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah, so that's like, that was his thing. And that's, that's Daniel Lanois. That's like par for the course for him. It's all about atmosphere. It's all about capture. It's just very much like Neil, like you were saying, you know, they kind of, had that in common but they were both going for the same thing he wants to capture that exact moment the way it sounds in a room and not just through the board but there's yeah. so much risk in that that i i think people don't realize like yeah, the, the yeah. reason most engineers especially so like for when a town meeting records we're on a budget we're on it we have a right. you book months ahead of time you mm. have this many days to make something happen and so the engineer very smartly is like, let me get this go this first rough first, and then we're going to overdub vocals. Right. That way I can use the best takes. Like when you do it this way, it's one and done because everything is bleeding through everything else. Right. So you can't borrow stuff unless you're borrowing like little elements. Like he borrowed dubs from certain vocals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And right. it's I, just, I think I'm I'm very impressed with – not only the the way it was engineered, but also the what my so my first impression of this album, my very first listen, I kept waiting. I didn't do any research. I didn't know this was a solo Neil thing. I kept. I'm like, okay, that this part of the song, the horse is gonna kick in or the band yeah. is gonna kick in, and it never does. But it has that feel the whole time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it keeps feeling like I would love to hear the horse do, yeah. and I know that they do actually do three of the ones that didn't get released on psychedelic pill later on but uh can you imagine the horse doing walk with me like if yeah. that just like broke into oh, yeah. like a fucking or angry jam. world oh my god yeah. yeah 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 but it just so it kind of annoyed me at first and the more i listened and the more research i did the more i my was first listen was definitely it. like Meh. really yeah but then i i do it has grown on me quite a bit it's grown every listen has grown on me more yeah it's weird i know people are gonna be upset because i'm gonna we're jumping i'm gonna be jumping us around here for a second but uh i wanted to shout out our buddy the homie jiggles just because we were talking about how we he's got a juggalo podcast did you know this yeah hell yeah Yeah. it's actually pretty good i've dipped into it it. yeah i've dipped into it it's called juggalo round table yeah it's great so i wanted to shout that out because luke was (laughs) talking a while ago about wanting to start a (laughs) juggalo Juggalo round table sounds like a sex move we gave her a juggalo round table, yo. Yeah, we all we all, we all shook up, we all shook up our font uh, our, no, yeah. our fagos, our fago, and we splashed it all and over. We, her. Like shot it all over her ass. <laughs> hey, homie jiggles, on your next episode, you better shout us out and then make up a sex move called the juggalo round table. Yeah, something like the Lenoise handcuff. <laughs> 
or something like that. <laughs> uh, when this first came out, I was kind of like, it was like, I was like Russ. I was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure I get this. Yeah. Um, I did like some of it. I think it's because it was just so different, again, from whatever, you know, he's done in the past. And then the more and more I listened to it, the more I really liked it. And this is definitely an album you got to enjoy with headphones on the archives because yes. you get that high res yeah. and you can really hear mm. everything that's going on. And a lot of the like stuff. the fingers on the strings. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. And then, you know, Luke, you mentioned like they, they went back and they added treatments and they added vocals and stuff, but a lot of the effects and the, some of the experiments you hear are actually done live. Yeah. And that's why he liked the black dub stuff. And that yeah. was like, that's like real dub, like reggae dub. Those producers are usually in there just doing that stuff live. They're tweaking this. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. So I'm going to drop this out. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to put reverb here. So there's yeah. even more risk involved there. So, Absolutely. you know, you're doing, yeah. not only is he doing it live in a PA, but he's also, you know, you have Lanois there trying to do these dub effects while he's doing it and trying to stay in rhythm with the song, which is yeah. a challenge in itself. Yeah. You know, and it was recorded at Lanois house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has this like gorgeous old house. Did you guys watch the making yeah. of? Yeah, so did you see the speakers and the, the walls? Awesome. Yeah. So he's got this huge pipe organ thing, but the pipes aren't exposed where the actual keyboard is. Apparently, there's a system that's in the basement. He said, and it's piped up through these ornate like uh, cast iron grates in his wall. Yeah, and that's it comes crazy. out, and that's where he so said awesome. Neil's voice was coming out of. Yeah. Right when Neil was singing, so that, that was part, basically his monitor. They didn't use like wedge monitors; they used these built-in pipe organ speakers. <laughs> so crazy, that's awesome, which man. I think is fucking phenomenal. Because you're not so going to cool. get you're not going to get a sound like that anywhere else. Yeah. I also love yeah. too. They had cute like like the fact that this album's called Lenoise is because a lot of people called Daniel. They just called him Lenoise. That was his nickname. But did you hear the part where they called? He had a nickname for Neil. It was Pine Cones. Yeah. No. So they were going to call pine this cones call it Pine Cones and Lenoise or something like that. <laughs> I'm really surprised. Like it seems like that they really got along, that they shared a lot when it came to recording. Yeah, Neil doesn't And that need... they haven't worked to, together again. And I right. realize they're both yeah. busy in their own way. Uh, but I'm I'm really surprised Neil hasn't kind of... Also, Neil can, uh, you know, as it's known, can be kind of a tricky... Right. Tricky dude to work with. Right. I don't um, know if you saw that part where Daniel Lanois was saying, Neil came in with a bunch of songs, and I said, now, I don't want to do any of these songs. You should write songs about what you're going through emotionally right now, because he knew what was going on, like, months before Larry Johnson died. Yeah. And then, actually, even more recent than that, before Larry or after Larry Johnson died, I believe that's when Ben Keith passed away. Yeah, it was all right. right. So it was even yeah. sooner. It was even closer to that point yeah. of recording. And that really, obviously, affected Right. Neil. So you have these two guys yeah. who were basically his, his soulmates, you know, like yeah. a David Briggs, Danny Witten type of relationship, and they were both gone. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's, to me, that's really amazing that Daniel Lanois was like, listen, Let's harness some of these emotions you're going through. I yeah. feel like he did a great you know? job. Yeah, I, and even the like lyrics, like the first song is clearly about Ben. I don't know, well, not well, we'll entirely. Get there, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get but, into yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying there. He, yeah, we'll 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 get it once we get to the song. But I don't know. I I I didn't. It, to me, it was more of like a Greendale esque album when I first listened. Yeah, you said that. I don't know. I don't. 
I don't know how. It, because yeah, I don't. I don't get the concept. In, in like, well, a, I, there is a concept here, but a, like a theme more than a concept. Yeah. Concept, yeah. but more a one track. Like uh, Greendale, I love Greendale. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Go back, listen to the Greendale episode. You'll hear my boner throughout the whole episode, scratching yeah. the mic. It was, but it was, it was a very inconvenient boner. <laughs> I feel like it was more <laughs> it was like a, whisper- it's a new Al Gore it was, movie. It was more whispering on the mic. It was uh, actually Inconvenient Boner, great ska band name. Right? Great ska band name, but you know what you'll never hear? A great ska band. Yeah, well, fuck you, Luke. But no, I thought, what I mean by that is, when when someone says every song sounds the same, and they always mean it negatively, in Greendale, that's kind of true, but I don't mean it negatively. Every song has the same vibe. Where a lot of his albums, like even look at Harvest, where he's got live songs and right. he's got acoustic songs yeah, it's and like electric a patchwork. songs. Yeah. Where this one, it's he's got a a very like intense musical theme, mm-hmm. and part um, you know most of that is the production, but also the writing is very similar. And I so that's what I meant when I said it, it's got a Greendale vibe to me. And I don't, but I I've come to appreciate each song individually after listening. I've, I listen to this album a lot. I, I like this yeah, album Yeah, me too. A lot, so. I love it. Yeah, I think this is the best thing he's done. I mean, the previous thing that it could even... It could get close to would be... I'm trying to think You're now. talking about, like, the last... Like, f- until this point? Yeah. Or from here? Like, Broken Arrow may be the, the album before this that I, I, I would go back to. Okay. I would um, go back to Greendale. See, Greendale to me is like... I love Greendale. But it's not like I can just throw it on and like do laundry. Yeah. I know what you know you're what saying. I mean, I, actually, I dipped into Broken Arrow quite a bit recently. Yeah, I like I like Broken Arrow a lot. But it's it's like Greendale to me is is I don't know. I would go back to Broken Arrow before I would go back to Greendale. And then this one, I enjoyed it just like I did Broken Arrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just everything like that came between those two. It's been pretty spotty for me, except for Ordinary People. Oh jeez. You're you're obviously the Greendale people. Yes, I am the Greendale you're the, people. You're the you know you're the theme people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the Broken Arrow people. You know, Russ is the Ben Keith people. I'd go back to yeah. I mean, for me, I'd go back to Chrome Dreams before I, I went back to this. Honestly, really? Yeah, I'm not even close like for me. Ben the Ben stuff and yeah, but right. Chrome Dreams isn't even good Ben. I'm sorry. I don't know. There's some good men on there. Beautiful Bluebird. There's some just okay good. Ben, but just, like such a great song. Just the first and the last song, even for me, would, would I would I would take this over Chrome. I would take every song off of this over any song on Chrome Dreams. Oh no, I I kind of agree with that. Yeah, Luke. Uh, yeah, I just and I I like I like Ben as much as the next guy. I don't like have a poster of him like Russ probably does over his bed. But I always see it as, as stuff I would actually revisit. Like I sure. revisit, you know, time fades away all the time. You know, I revisit. All that you know, the whole ditch trilogy thing. But was, was Ben dude, on I listen, separate? Ways? I listen to on the beach like all the time. Right. So you would go back to that, but would you yeah. go back? Like, see, I'd never go back to Prairie Wind. Was, I don't think was Ben on um, not separate ways. That's the first song. On uh, was Ben on Homegrown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's I, him singing with think, Neil on or yeah, that's in. Oh yeah, he was all over that. So that one, yeah. that, I think that's one of the best Ben stuff for me. That even that song, Separate Ways. There's a lot of great Ben yeah. on that song. Anyway. Yeah. He, Honestly, um, a lot of the a lot of really good Ben stuff is like Prairie Wind too. 
Ben does some nice stuff in there. Right. Too. I just didn't think Prairie Wind was a, a no, strong No, I see what you're saying. Strong yeah, record. but I'm just saying. You know, if talking we're talking about Ben Keith stuff, I'd rather, yeah. you know, listen to some other things. He he had something. I mean, even in, even in fucking, uh, like I said, on the beach. There's some right. Incredible Ben stuff. He, um, just to give you the impact of the, how, you know, with Ben Keith passing away and Larry Johnson, how how close he was with these guys. First of all, he'd been working with both of them for what at this point, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, Something Something like that. Ben for sure. Right. Yeah. Ben. And then, well, actually Larry Johnson a little longer because he first met Larry Johnson at Woodstock. He was part of that film crew that he didn't want filming him, but then he worked with him. He did journey through the past and all that stuff with, I mean, Larry Johnson has been with him, not just in films, but in records and and artwork and everything he's been deeply involved and didn't in, he drive know. with him for yeah, the, the link thing, thing that yeah. was him that yeah. was him filming and, and driving with him as part of the crew that yeah. was him telling uli look get your shit together i want yeah. this car to start in two hours okay <laughs> well let's get it fucking done i was like larry johnson's awesome i think that's why i appreciate this album a lot more is you can feel like even in like the first song, and I know we're we're gonna get to it, but like there's so much loneliness in that song. Right. He's he he's starting to see like he lost friends to drugs, he lost friends to other shit, and now he's like, now I'm just losing them to life, right. like, to life, to old age, you know. Yeah. And it's and, and not, it's and it's important people to his life. Yeah, like you know? big people who've been with him for a while. Right. In all aspects of his life. I mean, this is we're not talking patch of ground people. You know what I no, mean? No, no, we're talking Larry Johnson people. Yeah. We're talking fucking BK. We're talking Ben Keith people. All right. Yeah. I would listen to One day at a time. I, I would listen to Landing on Water the whole album <laughs> 20 times in a row before I would listen to Ordinary People. Wow. <laughs> You're insane. I'm not. It's, it's the whole album is better than that one song. I'm sorry. Well, I disagree. I know you do. Landing on Water is the best thing Danny Korchmar ever did, and he'll tell you that. Absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) Can I just read you something that Neil said uh, when he was doing interviews for this album about uh, Ben Keith? Uh, He was uh, being interviewed by Greg Cott, who's like a big music critic, Chicago Tribune, and and a bunch of other places. But he said, there's about 70% of my repertoire that I will never do again. Mm-hmm. And he's referring to Ben, yeah, Ben Keith on this one. He said, I'm thankful to have known Ben for 40 years. He was one of my best friends, and I miss him very much. And I, this, I'm kind of paraphrasing because I took some stuff out. He said, I don't see myself playing those songs with a band in the future. I just don't think I can handle it. I don't know anyone who can do what he did. Mm. I agree. So he's saying, like, he's like songs. Like, I mean, he's not even going to perform songs the same way because Ben is gone. Yeah. Know? You know, he's not going to just hire... And the, how many pedal steel guys are there out there that are really fucking bad? Yeah, yeah, he could hire... So many. He could hire, you know, as a side guy and just play Ben's parts and they could mimic Ben Keith, yeah. no problem. But that's not Neil. That's not fucking no, Neil, man. it's not the right... It's not It's not feel. how he felt it's not standing thing, next yeah. to Ben. Because it's not just the parts right. for Neil. You know what right. I mean? It's yeah. not just the notes. It's... It's right. so much more than that. He doesn't want the guy to mimic Ben from no. Harvest. Right. He wants it to play how he feels it, and only Ben could do that the yeah. right way yeah. for him. Is there a song, Russ, that's Neil, Ben, and Levon? Yeah. that's Oh, um, there's got to be something on, on, on the uh, beach. On, on the beach. Is it See the Sky About to Rain? I think Ben is in See the Sky. Yeah. Does yeah. your dick explode when you listen to that song? <laughs> I'm not going to talk oh, about gosh. it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Did your dick explode? That's why I had to get that surgery. That's why I had to get time. those surgeries all the time. It makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, sorry about that, buddy. So did anyone, 
was anyone able to find the complete Lenoy's sessions? Because I looked and I couldn't find it anywhere. No. So that's uh, it, so it says a number of songs recorded during these sessions didn't make it to the final album. These recordings were premiered in August 2019 as a part of the complete Lenoy's sessions. Uh, film, which was available for streaming for 24 what? hours only on the Neil Young Archives website. So that's not the Lenoy's video that's up on Archives no. now, because no. he does do that song "You Never Call" in the very beginning. Is so I didn't I didn't watch. You can actually watch the Lenoy's one that that guy Adam CK does on right. YouTube. That's where I watched. Oh, okay. It. So right. now I'm kind of curious. Maybe maybe those are on there. Well, the only one I recognize i think that didn't make it on the actual album is you never call and that's a song so specifically about larry johnson he i mean i and i thought he was just kind of making it up like they were just testing his mic or something because he was telling it like a story he was saying that you know you're going you know yeah you're living life and without back pain and hey the red wings are coming to town and uh you know we should go see a game and and all this stuff and i was like oh is this an actual song? And There's kind of stuff on this album like that too. I yeah, feel like where he's just like kind of talking. Like, right. Well, he's, ta- but well, he's, he's telling a story. Like, yeah. It's th- but this was so, and I could see why Daniel Lenoir was like, maybe we shouldn't do this because this is very specific. Only people who know who Larry Johnson is, because Larry Johnson, correct me if I'm wrong, he dropped dead at a hockey game oh, that he was that. at with one of Neil's kids. Really? One of his I, sons. I, I oh, I didn't know that, know that at all. Yeah, so that's kind of that whole. Re- I didn't I, like. I was like, "What is this?" And then as I read into it more, I was mm. like, "Oh my god!" So this is what he's talking that's about. That's wild, you know. And um, and then he says in the song, he's like, "You know, I know you're up in heaven. Heaven is like a vacation. We're still down here working, but you're on vacation and you're up there with Ben." Oh man! You know? I mean, it's like, and it's Jeez. so it's, I haven't heard. Yeah. I've never heard this song. Okay, so it's the very first thing he sings on the Lenoise. Video, the on, video the on the archives. Now yeah. I gotta listen to that then. Yeah, I didn't. Because I didn't, yeah. and then so I wonder. The other ones I just assumed were taken off because, so like a lot of these songs feel like they could be really good songs with Crazy Horse or with a full mm-hmm. band. But then, uh, okay, so Born in Ontario, Twisted Road, and For the Love of Man would be later re-recorded yeah. for Psychedelic Pill. I love Born on, uh, in Ontario. Um, you yeah. guys know that too. I it's don't got the pipe organ in it and it's stuff. It's from Psychedelic Pill, right? Yeah, 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 I love that too. Yeah. But um, it says, You Never Call, a tribute to the recently deceased L.A. Johnson, um, was frequently performed live during the tour in support of the album and appears on a con- the concert film Neil Young Journeys. Which I didn't have time to check out. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yet either. Um, but I just there, I, there's just there's so much there's too much to. to Neil Young to Archives is just after like it's overwhelming two hours. I know it's like I can't I can't handle it. It's like when you start eating a lasagna. Yeah. And then you're halfway through the pan and you're just like mm. I'm so full, but it's so delicious. Keep going. And you just keep going and slow then, down. And a then you bit just gotta it, then it, after a while you start getting sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know I miss that feeling. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's still doing Soon good. Soon enough. I've lost 10 pounds. Nice. Yeah. I hit I hit under 200 for the first time wow. in uh, forever, uh, like three days ago. That's my like, goal is to get – I'm at 200 right now. Really? So if when if I get under 200, that'll be the first time since like early, mid-90s. Yesterday, yesterday will set me back. We had Nails' bachelor party. Oh, well, yeah, you guys had a bachelor party. I mean – 
A lot of nails. What are you going to eat? Salad. We start. <laughs> we started the day with salad and go for a jog. We started the day with with <laughs> disc golf. We started the day with disc golf. It's a fun nice. party. He threw nails. He had us all throw nails. It was really ridiculous. Oh yeah. And oh, then, nail golf. Nail golf. Yeah. Nolf. It was very very dangerous. <laughs> Nolf. Nolf. Jesus. So oh so I will say this. We actually had a great time for Nails' bachelor party. Played played disc golf. Then we I rented a theater. I let mm-hmm. him pick whatever movie. He picked the weirdest movie I've ever seen called Basket Case. Oh, he didn't pick. Um, Texas. I thought he was going to pick Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I I brought DVDs. He didn't. He didn't pick uh, the Last Temptation of Christ because of the nails. <laughs> no, he didn't no. do that. I recently watched that. It's hilarious, right? I forgot how yeah. funny that movie was. Yeah. But so that, I liked it. So then I'm a big Willem Dafoe guy, though. Yeah, after, I love comedy. After that, we came we came back here, um, and I it had, is pretty funny though. At times. We came back here. I had I had scotch, cigars, and we. Oh had, my god! What are you guys fucking Shriners? Yeah, we are. It's scotch <laughs> and cigars. We also took a few of the edibles that you gave us, Mike. They were with the scotch. Yes, it was actually. Per- yeah. It was perfect. Oh, okay. I, I, dude, right. I, I had a fucking... It's, my head got so light. Good mellow. Yeah. It was like a good mellow... Those wanna... Vibe, no, yeah. this is a plug. I'm sorry, but those wanna, wanna edibles, they're the best tasting awesome. gummies I've ever had. Yeah, they don't taste... I mean, and they crazy. And they just... They're just... Because edibles are different for everyone. These just treat me right. They're there just was, they, so level. They, they weren't in, overwhelming. They, you know, yeah. Um, I don't do... They're lovely. I, I just do a little piece. Well, but, so shout we, out to Heal and Sturbridge. That's where you get your Wana edibles. So nice. we did we did that. My dad came over. He grilled steak tips and sausages. Mm. So we were just having a good time. We're playing ping pong. Oh, your and then, dad was here? Yeah, it was great. Oh, bummer. But uh, so then I, I pulled out the old 64 and we set up Goldeneye. And Nails, or his alter ego, John, I've, <laughs> we have been, we've been friends since the seventh grade. And uh, he's always been such a shitty winner. He's really good at Goldeneye, and he was beating a everyone. A shitty winner? So he was beating everyone at ping pong. He did really good at disc golf, even though Russ won the whole thing. Russ beat everyone. He played. Might have been the best game I've ever seen Russ play. I think it's wow. the best game. Was oh, this the hill? This, yeah. We played the hill, yeah. Oof. But, uh, Devin's the hill. I threw a 63, Mike. That's a rough so course, then we, man. We come back here. We're I think drinking. When we played, what did I, I think I threw a 66 when we played. It was, It was. was. yeah, it was something yeah. like that, yeah. But we're, we're, we're feeling good. We're drinking scotch. We're, it, we're smoking. We're feeling really good. And then we sit down and play Gold Knight, and and John is fucking. Up He's feeling here. good, man. And then because he was undefeated in ping pong. undefeated undefeated in ping pong for the whole night. And then so we're sitting down. He plays. He plays as climbing friends who I don't think they've ever seen a Nintendo sixty four. They were horrible. Worst Shoe players. doesn't know it either. Yeah, I've never owned a video game system. Well, it's it's a fun game. Okay, but uh, so then my son comes in. And and he shit on everything. John starts shit talking. Well, no, other son, son Jose, the oldest. Yes. Oh, yeah, the, older the oldest, one, the fourteen year old. And you would think he, and he sh- you would everything. think a fourteen year old in twenty twenty one should well in know. a way he shit on everything because listen to you this. would think he wouldn't know much about a Nintendo sixty four but I raised him so I gave him these old systems from the early two thousands to right. play on and John sixty four nineties late nineties whatever it doesn't matter but yeah. John was shit talking a lot and then Hosea came in and let John pick all the things pick the weapons pick the level pick the whatever. And I've never seen someone get more embarrassed than I saw. It. He mopped the floor with, and, and with Jose, poor nails. Luke, Luke, yeah, Luke was saying Jose was like baby driver too. He had his fucking air, his like head, his earbuds. It's just listening to AirPods, Billy Joel, and he's just like listening to whatever the fuck he's listening to. Was he listening to Billy Joel? Yeah, probably. probably was. Your yeah. son's listening to he Billy Joel. He loves Billy Joel. I'm he, calling DCF. He also. Why loved, is he listening to fucking he, Billy Joel? So this is his playlist. Billy Joel, like Vienna. 
Then Working Man piano. by Rush. Those are okay. good piano All right. songs. Roosh. Uh, Layla. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he'll do like a bunch of Weezer songs. He's just got like a eclectic. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So nice, and he completely em- destroyed John. Embarrassed him, <laughs> like really embarrassed. Jesus Christ. Really, really, like I think it kind of it was turned the night a little bit. Yeah, because you could it, John was doing that thing where he was trying to laugh it off, and it's like, ugh. like we were all like, oh, I don't want to see you. What do you think? Just to kind of bring it back, what do you think a Neil Young bachelor party is like? Oh my God! One, <laughs> it's on a train. What? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and the train has a he gi- rented out the train a has of a cars. giant thong around it, right? And it's got bird wings, right. huge wings. Well, one of the cars is filled with birds. Oh yeah, right. bird strippers. Yeah, it's a, what is titty it? Bird it's titty birds. What do they call yeah. it? An avi- aviary? Aviary. Yeah, yeah filled yeah. with titty birds. Oh yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, so right? just ne- yes. nude Neil and a bunch of his nude friends walking through an aviary on a train. Right. And that's it. I mean, there's there'll be music. Like he'll, there'll be. No headphones, you know what I mean. Just yeah, tons of monitors, like, everything, right? Just, everything yeah. all yeah, over yeah. the place. Loud, and, and he's sound. he's fucking cranking, you know, midnight on the bay, <laughs> and they're just having a time. Then they they all get hammered, and then they prank call Stills because he yeah. was, still was, yeah. wasn't invited. Right. He wasn't invited because they 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 have a fucking they have a Mac there, and they just sampled like you. They sampled that one part. I want to make love to. You. So they keep yeah. calling Stills. Yep. And he's like, "Hello, want to make love to you? Who the fuck is this?" Click. And then they all get get packages like boxes, cardboard boxes, and they put a peach in it, and then they shit on the peach, and then they mail it to Stills. Right. Right. See, I now love, that's a part. I love too that they call. I love this. They call Stills, and they're just fucking ragging on him, and and uh, Neil's like, Stills, you look like a potato, and everyone's laughing. But then like Mark Mothersbaugh there, and he's like, Well, can we not? Talk shit Mark Mothersbaugh yeah. would be at can Neil we, uh, Young's bachelor party. Can we not talk shit about potatoes? Because <laughs> yeah. potatoes are... <laughs> you know, the potato is a, is a noble uh, tuber. <laughs> I mean, it's o- o- overlooked. How many bachelor parties? <laughs> yeah. All right, can we get back to Lenoise? Yeah, let's get to Lenoise. Let's All right. play hit the song. You want to go song by song? Are we, we there? Sh- well, we can should. we talk about Daniel Lenoir just a minute yeah, to give people perspective? So if they don't, they're not familiar with Daniel Lenoir... He is a producer. He's from Canada. He grew up in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, he's also, I believe, Acadian, so he's got that kind of uh, thing going through him, and he's always kind of incorporated that. It's probably in a his part music. of why Neil was so ready to I'm just sure. kind of submit to him, you know? Right? Yeah. I mean, you can see them when they talk in that yeah. in, the, in the Lenoise video on archives. They they definitely are are very friendly, very comfortable with each other. So if you don't, Daniel Lanois uh, had a hand in producing. And changing the sound of several bands. He was a, a longtime collaborator of Brian Eno. Do you know guys Brian yeah, Eno? Yeah, yeah. Right. So those U two albums, Unforgettable U2, Fire, Joshua yeah. Tree, Octung Babies, who wrote he, he was like, part of Joshua Tree? Oh yeah. He's a huge yeah. part of the Joshua Tree. Didn't he do Lanois R- or yeah, Lanois okay. and Eno together? Okay. Didn't well, he do I didn't some know that. REM stuff too, I think? Daniel Lenoir? No, I don't Eno, know. But he Brian did Eno. Um, Oh Brian Eno? Yeah. Probably. No. I know I he did he did not Coldplay? Yeah. Coldplay. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, like Daniel Lanois, Brian Eno. It's like everything. But he, he does touched. all those like stadium bands, those fucking big rock bands. Who? Brian Eno. Well, I guess I he, mean, did he did. He produced. He, he produced a few and, albums for the yeah. Talking Heads. Uh, you know, Brian Eno changed the sound of yeah. a lot of bands that he touched. And Daniel yeah. Lanois, Sourpuss. He produced um, Bob Dylan in 
a couple of times. One, Time Out of Mind, which was supposedly his comeback album in the 90s. Before that, he produced Oh Mercy for Bob Dylan. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Um, Eno or, or Lenoir? Lenoir. Yeah. And Lenoir, you know, had a big hand in producing Peter Gabriel's, I guess you could say arguably, his best albums. So I don't know Peter Gabriel at all. Like I, okay. I know. Like, so in your eyes, I know that. From, okay, that's a Daniel Lanois production, and I know Studio. Su- what? Su Su Studio. That's Phil Collins. Same thing. <laughs> Same fucking. thing. Oh my god! There's there's a Peter Gabriel fan in Australia punching himself in the dick right Peter now. Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins. I literally, I you should at at some point play me different songs of theirs, and I guarantee you I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> but uh, so Daniel Lanois is is very. He has this organic, atmospheric sound. It's not too. Po- he doesn't like it too polished. So again, he has something in common with Neil, where yep. he doesn't want it to be perfect, but he doesn't want it to sound. I, you know, I've I knew of Lenoir. I I'm not. I, I don't know. I have obviously haven't like. I'm sure there's been things in my life that I've listened. Like even like you said, in your eyes, I wouldn't. I didn't know that that he would have had a hand in producing that. I don't know him. I don't know his style. I don't know him enough right. to know anything really. Does he usually do this type of like re like this is very yeah reverb listen to echo yeah like echo reverb. There's, it's I feel all, like not it's, to this extent though. No. No. Oh yeah, not. absolutely. Really? If you listen really? to Octung Baby, U 2s album Octung Baby. Can you bring something up right now? Yeah, yeah. So is that bring that's up kind of uh, his thing? Who, bring I guess. up a, who's going to ride your wild horses? Okay. So, because that's the most similar sounding piece of production. To Lenoise, okay. in my opinion, but yeah, that's that's, so what that's I'm saying. kind of part of his. So thing. it's like it's kind of almost yeah. ambient, but, but yet at the feel same like time, his kind band of rough. Doesn't sound like that. The, Who the uh, Lenoise band? What what is it? The, oh, Black the, Dub. Black Dub. They yeah, well, he's got collaborators kinda, there, guess, but, but his his style is still very evident yeah. when you listen to it, and it's that kind of distorted, kind of softer. Yeah. It just sounds yeah, more real. Yeah, very yeah. atmospheric. Yeah, He's yeah. very much into that. Um, yeah. I've seen him live, actually. He had a solo album in the 90s that was really good, and he came when I lived in Richmond, Virginia. He played there, and he played. He's a, one. He's a great musician. He was playing everything on stage, but mm-hmm. it had that sound to it. Really? The, even yeah. live. And that's probably because he does it live. Yeah, with the yeah. PAs and stuff. Right. So oh, this is yeah, you too. You can already hear. I mean, you can already tell. Yeah, right. So yeah, this is kind of a signature sound for Daniel Lanois, right? I, like, here. I actually like this quite a bit. This is I Have love Octum Baby. Octum Baby, like I don't think I've ever listened oh, to oh, Octum all the way it's through. A great Again, album. headphones. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's a really good album. Yeah. All right. So this to give you so that's like that's like his signature sound right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But you know again, I didn't even know that he was involved with that. I just thought it was Brian Eno. Yeah. Well, they worked together, yeah. but I think Daniel Lanois may have been a little more influential if you okay. listen to that. So yeah. then again, they're probably influencing each other because they did stuff. Yeah. They made albums together outside of that. Like they have a, a ambient album called The Pearl, which is beautiful that they did with Harold. And Bud it's about together. Neil Pearl. It's about Neil. Neil Pearl. Pearl. Right. I it's know. about Neil Pearl and the effect that his <laughs> he plays guitar in Roosh. Right? No, he plays xylophone. So his xylophone playing very influential with Brian Eno. 
All right. All Don't right. forget the uh, new podcast about Dawas <laughs> called Jumping Up and Down on you Jackson a, Brown's Dick. You, you have a hard out at three, right? So we should get into these oh, yeah, what, songs. Yeah. It's, it's uh, two it's now. It's coming so. on two, yeah. At, so before we continue, um, I was listening to an interview with Daniel Lanois on Mark Marin's WTF podcast. Uh, and he they talked briefly about making Lenoise. And he told Neil he wanted to add some guitar parts to a few things. And Neil said no. And when Neil left, he went ahead and did it anyway. And he said, well, if Neil hears him and he doesn't like him, I'll just take him out. Um, that's in, that's in, insane to me. Neil, I can't. Neil never said anything. Wow. And, so he just, and they never talked about it. So he just assumed Neil liked what he did and left the guitar parts in there. Just to kind of show you how much Neil... You know, through this whole podcast, yeah, we've been talking about how controlling Neil was. He had to control everything in the studio. He wanted it to be, even with Briggs, right? Yeah. But but it's Neil. Like, can you imagine Neil saying no and then doing something anyway? Right. Because Daniel Lanois, well, Daniel Lanois is already, he's got his own That's thing true. going. He At this point, it's 2010. Yeah, right. Yeah. He, doesn't, he yeah. doesn't need to, he doesn't need Neil Young because um, he's produced some of the biggest albums in the world already. Yeah. So... That's how much Neil gave up as far as control went, where it's just like... It's crazy. You know, he just let Daniel Lenoir do that. And so that's probably why... Did he say where? Like, which songs? Probably not. He no, he didn't it, mention yeah. the songs. It's the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's not even Neil singing. It's him and it's him going, hey, Daryl! Yeah. That's but, also a nice plug for Mark Maron. It's a, kind of a lesser-known podcast than this one, but he interviews Yeah, it's very obscure. Yeah. He got, yeah. like, the president or something once. He's, I don't know. He's only been, he hasn't been doing it very long. No, yeah. He's, it's, it's only been about 15 years. And you can years, tell he's right? still kind of finding his feet. Like he, but yeah. you got to you gotta, like, just work with him. I mean, he calls himself a comedian, but he's, 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 yeah, more, he's, of from, a, yeah. he's more of a chef. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, <laughs> speaking of Marks and producers, yeah. a Mark I just mentioned who we've had on, who we loved, Mark Mothersbaugh. Mm-hmm. I just went in there to take a tinkle. Was he in there? No, your kids oh. are watching Thor Ragnarok, which he oh, yeah. composed. Oh, composed. that's right. We yeah. should have reached out to Lenoir for this. I did. Did you? Yeah, we'll, and we'll see. He might pop out. I reached out to him and Adam, who did the the video, which I highly recommend if you like, or even if you kind of like this album, watch that video. It's like 40 minutes. It's on YouTube, even if you don't have the archives. He's really good at just whatever he does. It's like mostly black and white, but then he dips into color. I just, I think he's he's great. That guy Adam, who who did it. But cool. anyway, let's hit the, let's hit the songs. Yeah, let's do this. Right. Yeah. I love that sound. Oh yeah, so that's that, incredible. That was unintentional on my part. I uh, I had my <laughs> iPad cranked up a little too high, but then I left it because yeah. I feel like that's kind of what you want. You really got to listen to this album super loud. Yeah, it really comes through on that, especially if you're listening on the archives. I love just the, the just the <laughs> layers of distortion. Yeah, you know, I love that. I I love the effects that are in there. The delay. Yeah, the reverb and stuff. I think it all just comes together really well. Um, 
I, I love this as a first song. And this was not the first song he recorded. I think in that interview with Daniel, they he talked about how this was about halfway through the session. I almost feel like he said halfway through this song, but that can't be right. But that that first chord you hit, he waited till Neil was like in it. Mm-hmm. And then he like was like, boom, now we got it. And then... But this is the perfect starting song. This is it sets the whole. Yeah. I know Russ, especially you, are big on like one word themes or whatever for the album. Or I don't know. I I think this one sets the tone. This is a. This is like a. a it's like lonely, but I'm content with it. Does that like I'm on my own and I'm fine. I don't know. Well, I see it as, yeah, like I lost two people in my life that were huge contributors to my my music my life everything um but i think it's also positive where it's like yeah like they're gone i'm gonna keep going and you know it's what's the line in there i'm on this journey i don't want to walk alone he realizes at this point in his life he realizes like it's good to have people around yeah. And maybe that's why he had that attitude with Daniel Lanois. You know, where it's like it's good to kind of let go yeah. and hear what other people are thinking and yeah. and not be so impatient well, about it. And yeah. also, and I get this is a Neil theme forever, but I'm going to continue to do my own thing. I did it with right. these people I love. I'm going to keep doing it because that's really all I have at the when all is said and done. Like that, that thing you mentioned at the beginning, those T-shirts, like they said acoustic, I said solo. Like this album is kind of, you don't really... You don't you don't hear a solo electric album. Do you know what I mean? I don't No well, you know, I mean you could say Billy Bragg. Yeah. You know, his first few albums were just him and electric guitar, but not like this. Not like this. It was just straight recorded. There were no this is very It didn't un- make it unique. sound like a tidal wave. I like say this. this is completely unique, this album. Oh yeah. And that's what that's another thing Daniel Lenoir talked about. Like we were both trying to do something you've never heard before because in rock music at this point, what hasn't been done? Yeah. And so that's something they both have in common also was like they were looking for something that just didn't sound like anything else. Yeah. And I think they, at that time, they achieved it. But this one, the first three songs, really, I keep waiting for the everything to hit. I keep waiting to hear bass and drums just like come in mm-hmm. and they never do. And it at first it annoyed me and now I appreciate it. So I don't know. I, I like how the, the, uh, the reverb and then the... Um, the vocal delay contribute to the way the song swings. It gives it momentum. Yeah. So when something's re- one word's repeating over and over really slowly, it kind of gives it a little off rhythm that makes it swing a little bit yeah. to me. And that, again, I don't know if they did that afterwards or if they did it while he was doing it because a lot of stuff was done live, like we mentioned earlier. It's, that's such a hard thing to make that work. That, that last line... I was gonna read that. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, I was caught. Are me we in. keeping you uh, up, Ross? Caught me in a yawn. Are we keeping you up, Mister Condon? I lost some people I was traveling with. I missed the soul and the old friendship. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And this whole thing is like about you know needing someone, needing your friends, like walking on this journey, right. of life and music, you know, together, like having right. a companion you know a walking companion through the craziness right of and people that understand what you're trying yeah. to do like larry johnson and, and ben, ben keith, keith but yeah. it's all to me also there's a positive thing in there where it's like these people walked with me like that line you just read mm. so i'm but i get this feeling like he's saying he's still open 
to meeting people that mm-hmm. understand what he's doing that he can travel with. This is another reason I love this podcast. Is so I, this this album is new to me. I never really listened to this before. Um, and new to you, yeah. <laughs> Come on down. Come on down, Lenoise. New to you. Jeez. <laughs> Why are we doing? Come this on is, down. There's already one too many Ernie Bach Come references on this. I, uh, I hired Daniel Lanois to produce <laughs> Ernie and the Automatics. <laughs> you, you, know, it. you know who loves Ernie and the Automatics? I'm going to call it La Automatics. You know who loves Ernie and the Automatics? <laughs> My dad. Really? And everyone's Well, dad. I mean, you know what? They're a great band. They're really, they're really I mean, band. and Ernie Bach Jr. is a really good guitar player. And a wicked nice guy. I've yeah, no, him he's a nice guy. Super nice guy. And it's just, it's like, he if looks you ever like see them, he, he looks like, he looks like if Sammy Hagar was bulimic, um, but it's like, they're great musicians and stuff. I'll tell you a story about Ernie Bach, okay. about Ernie and the Automatic. So he, they had this first EP. If you they don't know out. Ernie Bach Jr., you're not from New England. Right, right. He's yeah. like, he's a car dealer and his father, Ernie Bach Sr., like started the whole, come on down. Yeah. And so he owns the Auto Mile in Norwood pretty much. But anyway, so. He has this band he put together with like the basically the guys from Boston. Yeah. The that's, the band yeah. Boston. You yeah. know, he had all those guys like Sib Hashin on drums and all those guys. And they were great, super tight, great musicians. So he gave me the uh, the EP, the first CD they put out, which is like four songs. And it's got like a, two covers, two originals on it. And one of them was Blues Power. You know okay. that song? Blues Power. Clapton did it. Derek, you know, but you didn't think I knew how to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then he has two originals on there one of them's an instrumental which i thought was fucking really good okay so he goes i want your honest opinion because <laughs> i know you like music i know you're into music i said okay well i'll tell you he goes he goes what do you think of blues power and i said oh, it's pretty good but you know i don't know it just didn't grab me and i said you know what was great i, I forget the name of it. it was this instrumental you guys did and he went okay <laughs> and he didn't talk to me for like two years what yeah and then I heard like one of the people I work with was like, "Oh well, shoe shoe panned it. He ripped it." I'm like, "He I asked for it. your honest opinion." And I, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and it well, was his cover Trump, of blues. So. His Did cover he? of blues power was like just basic, you know, run of the mill bar band with too much production on it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I mean, it was anyway. So, well, tune into our Ernie we Bach podcast. About. Yeah, <laughs> tune into our Ernie Bach podcast it's called, called Come er- On. Pod. It's called down. Ernie Bockcast. Ernie Bock. <laughs> Jesus. Junior. Ernie Bockcast Junior. Yeah, he was a he was a Trump guy. Um. Oh yeah. So no, but what I was saying is I I love one of the reasons I love this podcast doing this podcast is because I never really would have checked out Lenoise and doing this that last line of the song grabbed me be- because we also just did Ben's last album. Right. And that I went into that with that fresh on my mind. Because we finished record, like when we finish this episode tonight, I'll listen to whatever we're on to next. Do you know what I'm saying? So right. it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's International Harvester, I think. I don't know. But it, it well, just, it grabbed me a lot. Keep so. in mind, Ben died July. This album came out in September of 2010. Ben died in July. Larry Johnson died in January, January. of that year. So it's all pretty still recent and raw for him. For very raw. Very important people in his life. And um, I think that's, that's what, that's again, the, the genius of Daniel Lanois saying, hey, let's not do these songs you brought. Let's do what's going on in your head right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 
Oh, I meant a treasure with Neil Young and the International Harvesters, but that's that's like a live recording yeah, from the so old ways tour. A, that might be a which is really good, yeah. by the way. No, we'll fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's is it psychedelic film? No, it's Americana. Mm. But let's oh, uh, you're right. yeah. let's uh, let's move on to Sign of Love here. This to me like is like crazy horse. Oh God, can you? Yeah. Couple of walk songs. Do you think him and Ben Keith had a, like a walk affair? You know, maybe what, they just. What does that mean? They like they just, to go for long yeah, walks. Yeah, they just went on for beach. long walks and held yeah, hands. Probably. Like there was nothing sexual about it. It was just like. Yeah. But it became an issue. There might have been something their sexual. Marriages. His nickname was Long Grain. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. I mean, was he hung like a grain of rice or a long grain of rice? <laughs> a long grain of rice. Okay. So it was All small, right. but not that small. It was small, but it was. Yeah, long. no. Well, you think of grain. It's like a long fucking. It's long and skinny. Yeah. Why are we doing this? I think you're what thinking is, of a stalk. What is the matter with us? <laughs> a grain. A grain is is like a seed. Oh, right. Yeah. See, if you look at the food pyramid, Russ. <laughs> Which was bullshit. Did you know that? Like the bottom is, you know, larger, but that's like grains and breads. And then yeah. it's like fruits and vegetables. And then it's like meats. And at the very top, it's bourbon. But you know that the food pyramid was completely fixed. Yeah, it was basically it was, a way for the Masons to try to infiltrate our minds subliminally yeah. for our kids. It, well, right? it was... They were yeah, running... Whatever. Their, their, rost, their roster was getting low on the Rainbow Girls. There's a hundred podcasts and they were looking the to, pyramid. Yeah, they were looking to recruit for the Rainbow Girls. If you want to see some real pyramids, go to uh, Leicester, Massachusetts and play their disc golf course. Just kidding. Go to Maple Hill. Yeah, go to Maple Hill. Maple Hill's better. I, I boycott the pyramids. Me too now. Yeah, okay. Um... Yeah, Russ, I felt the same thing. Especially this one, especially feels. Do you think he wrote some of these for a full band? I know it says he wanted to do an acoustic album, but like, this feels like a Crazy Horse song. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a a mix of, of of like, maybe I'll do these someday with a band. But like, Daniel wants me to write in the yeah, moment. Yeah, he wants me to write what I'm feeling. What I'm now. feeling, and this is what I'm feeling, right. and he wants it on. Ele- I'm doing electric. In the beginning of the Lenoy's so. film, they're talking about it. He, Daniel's asking, well, where did this song come from? He goes, well, this is like something I've been working on since the 70s. And, you know, I was at this time and place. So it's going to reflect that time and place and stuff. And Daniel's and it's they're just hanging out, having beers, talking about right. it. And uh, and yeah, you're right. So I'm not sure which songs like Hitchhiker is obviously an older song. Yeah, we you know we, that came from the 70s but all these other ones are they like is he that him kind of like roping it in yeah, capturing I, the moment I mean, not this one not the first two but there's uh, i'll think of it when we get to it but some of them i was like did he it's almost like there was not even a melody it was just he was almost just saying what he was you know what was going on at that right moment yeah in, he's kind of letting life. it out yeah. yeah and then like melody probably just kind of fell together you know and uh it just seemed like there wasn't like because obviously neil is is an incredible writer and has written some of the best songs in the world and and knows how to 
craft a melody and lyrics and yeah. and put it all to beautiful chords and stuff. But some of these, I was like, it just seems intentionally, um, I don't want to say sloppy, but just like well, raw, raw. Like, like I mean, that's Neil too. It's also very Neil. Yes, yeah, of course, intentionally sloppy. But it's, yeah, it's yeah. this this but, album is weird because it it's in. Intentionally sloppy, but also almost overproduced, and not in the negative way that yeah. people say it. Like intentionally overproduced. Oh, intentionally overproduced. Yeah, and it's just him, you know. And it's just like you, like we've been saying. It's just Daniel saying to him, "No, where are you at right now? What's going on yeah, right how now? How are you feeling right now?" And then now. express that to me through right. whatever instrument. Right. And you know, for a lot of them, it's just the electric. And, and I think, and then it's effects. We, I think we have different. Um, definitions of overproduced like to me again landing on water drink overproduced (sighs) right so that's an overproduced album to me um this one has a lot of production on it but it's not it's okay it's it's not so maybe i shouldn't have said overproduced maybe i should have said i understand what you're saying but that's why i said intentionally i didn't mean it negatively because overproduced produced is a negative word but right intentionally like the production was they really dug deep on it. It's evident. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. But like I understand what you're saying. You're saying evident. There's yes. a difference between between over, overproduced between like, like oh you're like trying Jack to Nietzsche. get something really slick and, and right. polished. Right. Sound and, perfect, which is yeah. not Neil at all. Yeah. And but And also uh, cuz you know I think another part of overproduced is is here's the sound at the time and let's try right. to nail this let's fucking to, sound. Right. And be like this, you know, mm-hmm. and go over the top with it. You know, it's so 80s or 90s, whatever, right. whatever is going on at the time. And it's way too much. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it, it's, it, it sucks the life out of it. Yeah. Whereas, right. yes, this this wasn't necessarily the sound of 2010. No, this you know was, what I mean? Like This the, was the sound of Daniel Lenoir and Neil and Neil using that yeah. as a vehicle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Neil is yeah. never one thing. That's why right. we can do a podcast about him. Yeah. So Neil can just fit into whatever the He's fuck He's the is. father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. We understand how it works. Yeah. The triunion of Neil. And the, the Holy Titty Bird. He's the father, the vampire, and the Holy Titty Bird. All right, <laughs> let's move on to Someone's Gonna Rescue You. I love this this yeah, riff. So good. I just really like that. Wait a minute. I I missed one of my notes on Sign of Love. It's too late. That last line? <laughs> Come on. That last line in Sign of Love? What is it? The last line in Sign of Love is, When I first saw you, you were just a girl and I was a man. <laughs> when the music played, I watched you dance mm-hmm. from, from my, my Aerostar, Aerostar van. van. Yep. I, I didn't Creep. catch that. 
How did I not catch that? The arrow start van part's not in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm like, did I? How did but I, I love not that, catch that? But, but, I love, <laughs> but I love that she was right there <laughs> with me. Yep. I swear. I thought you guys were for real, and I'm like, no, how, I was embarrassed that I missed that. I'm like, oh, I feel like I would have written that down immediately. Yeah, that whole last <laughs> verse that I saw you getting your ears pierced to Claire's. <laughs> And then I saw you walking out of the mall. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The no, Greendale uh, Mall. Right. May it rest in peace. Someone's going to rescue me. Uh, rescue you is one of my favorites. Uh, that that riff alone just get that. It did. It didn't it's make got, my it's top got a, three, it's but got it, a, gro- a it nice groove. That, yeah. Doom, doom, you know what I mean? That yeah. Almost four on the floor. It's great. It's fucking, I love it. I love how his voice, and particularly in this one, just mixes in and out mm-hmm. with the production. Yeah, it's um, that whole just it all. It's like I don't know. It's it's tough to describe that that sound, and I don't it's want awesome. it to sound like it sounds like it's in a tin can, but it's in a positive way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just it, it kinda, like blends in with. It's the almost mix. like he has yeah. what? What's the name of the speaker they use for Hammond organs? Leslie. Oh, Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, almost yeah. sounds like he's got a Leslie speaker on his voice, and it's yeah. making it it's weave really in good. And out like, of the what? distortion. Yeah, which I love. And I, I love like the, it. To me, the theme yeah. of this is realizing, and it, it's good that it comes after "Sign of Love," because it's it's realizing that someone's gonna be there. Like he's at a time now where he's lost a couple of people, kind of like tonight's the night. He had lost like a really good friend or a couple yeah. of people. And so he's really vulnerable, vulnerable right now. But someone's going to be there to rescue, whether it's Peggy, or or his kids, or whoever. You know, he's that's that positive thing coming out of loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like kind of like walk with me. Mm-hmm. It's like these guys are gone now, but I'm still going to move on, and I'm looking for someone else to share mm-hmm. share my life with. Which, if you think about like that Neil Young attitude from the 70s like say around harvest when he first got famous he just didn't want to deal with anybody he wanted full control of and then music honestly and, and you know, everyone drank but like i think Lord. ben kind of rescued him in that time right because that's yeah. when he met that's ben a, yeah that's a great example and yeah and he was going through shit then mm-hmm. and then you know he wants to he does that whole thing he hires studio musicians one of them's ben yeah and then now you flash forward to fucking 2010 no more Ben. Right. They actually wanted me and Ben to replace Dennis Leary and Michael J. Fox in Rescue Me. <laughs> no, stretch a little Jesus bit. Christ. Was Michael J. Fox in Rescue Me? He's in like one of the last seasons. Was he? They wanted... Just give it up. Dennis Leary and... Who else was in Rescue Me? Do people watch that show? I don't know. Was Rescue anyone? Me? Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It was, it was huge. huge. Yeah. Was it? yeah. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Wasn't Lenny Clark in, in it? Yeah, he was his uncle. Lenny Clark then. He had a gambling problem and a cocaine problem. That Much be- like the real Lenny Clark back in the day. <laughs> well, it was like or now. Was it- but he's no, he's cleaned up now. He's fine now. It was like on yeah, TV yeah, though, right? It's, all right now. it's not like a Yeah, it was FX. Oh shit. I but it was on at late at night so they could swear and I, stuff. I think I just oh. saw Lenny Clark in an advertisement for something. Probably. The guy works constantly. Like a big movie that just is coming out or just came out. I feel like Lenny Clark gets killed in it. It's like a horror movie maybe? Mm, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. He does a lot though. I got murdered by the North Shore. (laughs) Sorry. We don't need to do this. (laughs) Tune in for more Lenny Clark content. Our Rescue Me podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, man, this song's great. It's great. This should have been my top three and it didn't. The very, the last like 40 seconds, it's just like that kind of, and they did, I think they do this on Walk With Me too. on the electric tunes. They kind of let it, 
much like the stuff on Ragged Glory, where they just kind of let the life of the song ride out. Oh, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like a constant. It's almost like it's repeated. It's like a It's hypnotizing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's amazing is, did you read the thing about the guitar? Mm-mm. So this is mostly... This isn't, this isn't the one that ends with the thing, is it? No. Oh. I don't, I don't Where it's like so. this him and sliding and down then he the goes, strings. Boop. Oh, no, I think it is, actually. Is it? Yeah. No, I should have let it play. But um, so he used his white Gretsch a lot on this, but yeah. Daniel Lanois had this acoustic guitar that he made... That he altered to sound, or he could make it sound electric whenever you know at a, oh, at wow. a flick of a switch, yeah. um, drop of a hat. And so he let Neil. He told Neil to use this guitar and see how it feels, and Neil just loved it. Yeah. And so it's like that's another huge inf- Like again, we've we've talked about Neil in the studio so much and how he just wanted things a certain way and everything. And for someone to come in and say, "Here, play this guitar. Don't play old black." You know, mm-hmm. don't play the white Gretsch. Don't pl- play this guitar that has this, you know, I made these alterations on it. It'll be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's just, it, to me, it's like, it's amazing how much he was willing to, how much control he was willing to give up on this. The more we talk about it, the more I like this album. And then especially going from that story and then seeing the videos of him with the white Gretsch mm-hmm. and then to going into Love and War, like, I don't know. I love Love and War. I think it's great. Yeah. And I, great I, I think tune. it stands alone. Not stands alone, but it really stands out on this album in particular, I think. I don't know. Well, let's get to it. All right, let's hit it. Yeah. Great fucking line. Mm. Great song. That first line in general is just... Yeah. I was going to have you keep playing it there. Like, his, yeah. a lot of the stuff he does acoustically in this, I'm like, whew. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, it's such a, he's such a great guitar player. And this is a great vocal performance. It is. It's yeah. so vulnerable you know? and raw. Like right. He, he kind of almost loses it. Like, it in reminds, that first line, it's like... Yeah. Ah, it know, reminds like, me of Coupe de Ville from um, uh, This Note's for You. Yeah. This so, reminds you of Coupe de Ville, really? Because to me, that vocal performance is yeah. so raw. Okay. And so, I don't know, it's so singularly Neil Young. He's really, it sounds like he's really exposing himself in that song and talking about kind of the sim, it's kind of a similar subject. I feel like you can you know? tell when a song means a lot to him. Right, personally, and yeah. I feel like this is this one is of those right. songs. That does. Like yeah. when your lonely heart breaks. I know you weren't. A, you're not a fan of the Life album, and I know you weren't a fan of that. That song. But that's a great vocal performance from Neil. Like the soul is really coming out. Yeah, I yeah. I also feel like the up to this point, it's a nice placement because you've, yes. had, you've had two big electric mm. 
um, you know, a lot of that effects are, 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 like we said, very evident, very prevalent. It's, it's a statement, you know? And in this one, yeah, there are effects, mm-hmm. but it's not like the, th- it's not the main thing. The main thing is his vocal right. performance and how well he's playing the acoustic and the lyric. I don't know you if know we've touched on this a lot, so. but like placement of songs is big. Yeah. And I feel like this song is pretty damn near perfect. This album, you this mean? This album, yeah. yeah. But this, the song in particular, where it yeah. falls in the album. Yeah. I think it's good that it comes after Sign of Love in the sense where it's, or someone to rescue you. Yeah. Because that talks about the healing power of love. Yeah. Where this song to me compares the devastation of war to the devastation of heartbreak. Yes. So he in one verse he's talking about the kids asking where daddy is and daddy's never going to come home and that's just a fucking tragedy, it's right? Like, and then he's talking about the saddest thing in the whole wide world is to break the heart of your lover. And I made a mistake and I did it again I and love, he struggled to I recover. I love that what you're saying. Also, I love how lyrically he makes the choice to say, I hit a bad chord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I did this thing. I hit a bad chord. I tried to do this thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then it like comes back and he says, I hit another bad chord. Right. And it's like, no matter what you do, you're going to hit a bad chord yeah. to someone, a, someone hit, to, to somewhere, right. someone to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's inevitable. It's, it's part of life. No one's going to truly understand what you're trying to put out. Right. This song feels no. related to me in some ways to um, just singing a song won't change the world. To be, oh, where yeah. it's like, uh, it's almost a song about his process. Or not about it, but his process is sprinkled into it. Um, and I, it's very self-reflective. I think he sees, he's looking back and he sees like, a good chunk of his portfolio is songs about these two subjects, yeah. and then he takes a deeper dive into them. And, and it's like he's—it's almost like he's weary. Yes, I've been singing about these two things. Yes, and they both have caused me a lot of pain. And they don't and change. A, and yeah, never and nothing. Change. And it never right. go, war and, never goes away. And yeah, falling in love never goes away. Getting heartbroken. And just like in that first line, with everything you just said, also I don't really know what I'm saying. Right, I yeah. can, so I'll never like, be able uh, to explain it. But I'm still right? going to, oh, and yeah. I'll hit a bad yeah. chord. Fuck but also, Neil, man. I also yeah. don't know what the fuck I'm talking That's about. That's part of the journey, right? It's like, a think, great song. If Jeez. you ever think that I think, like you ever perceive that I feel like I know what I'm talking about, just yeah. listen to this, because I, I uh, don't. Because <laughs> nobody know? does. No one does. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless, and he gives the example of people directly involved in war. Right. Yeah. Now, okay, so those people, that's or you know, those people have an idea of what it's like and he has a lot of war songs on all different sides of it he's not just speaking from one side or the other i feel like he really gets into it explores it and he's he's not disrespectful about it because there's no you know despite what some of our leaders have have said there's no you're either with us or against us right there's no you know you're it's not black and white yeah you know, with both yeah, of, with both of those things, right. you so know, multifaceted. It's like, and there's and there's what, war for a myriad of different reasons, and, and people fall in love he, in different he, ways, so many different ways. And that's why I love that he uses those two, you know, buzzwords essentially. Right. Those like big triggering words, love, war, right? To like you said, to talk about the binary, to talk right. about the black and the white, right. and also say it's 
because you guys know me, I'm obsessed with like the non-dual thing, the non-binary. He's he's saying love and war, black and white, these straightforward things are not that. Right. They are and they're not because right. because none of us know what the fuck we're right. talking about yeah. in, Nobody in can regards to any either of right. these things. Yeah. And 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 he still says but I still sing about it. We're oh. all singing about it, because even though we searching. don't have a fucking clue. I fucking we'll love Neil Young, man. This is, I fucking love Neil Russ, Young. Russ, let me ask you a question. Do you uh, have any droids that understand the binary language of water evaporators? <laughs> yeah, a couple of them. Okay, great. Hello, I I'm see one those. of them. <laughs> the jacket understands that? Oh, it's a jacket. self-drying jacket. Yeah. Of course it does. Because. If you want to hear us watch Back to the Future 2 live with Mike Shue for the oh, first time. Oh, fuck! That's coming up. I forgot to bring your cards. What? I got you those trading cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Right. I'll bring them next time. Bring them next sorry. Time. I just totally remember That's all right. that. Fuck it. Bring them when we watch, when we do the commentary. Oh, good. We can lay them out on the table. And, yeah. yeah. All great. right. We gotta, we gotta really keep, excited. We got to keep moving here. Let's get on to Angry World. All right. I love how this starts. Yeah. I love this. And if I could just say with what Russ just said there, that there's no way to explain love and war, those two subjects fully, yet mm-hmm. he's still going to try. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a connection to this song mm-hmm. where it's like people's lack of understanding of understanding those things. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people think they know. And right. when things don't turn out the way they want yeah. a relationship or uh whatever situation they become angry right because they think yeah. they're 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 so caught up in what well, they it's think like is it's, right it's and that's what i, yeah, I hear in this song it, it's like when your certainty breaks apart you know like yeah. for your world comes apart yeah i yeah. mean for me a big thing for me was we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast but growing up super evangelical christian right. and stuff yeah. and then when you lose that because you it's what you were always told you know it's it's it was such a part right. of you. And then all of a sudden there's literally a God shaped toll with like nothing to fill. And, and you're like, but I, I was so certain, right. You know, you were so certain. And then like, that's, then all these other sort of things can flood in you and it know? makes and you frustrated. It makes, and it makes you makes fucking you angry. angry. I was angry. Right. I was angry at the church. Right. I was angry at my parents. Yeah. I was angry at everything because I was like, you feel like you were lied to, you know? And, and it's like, but then, but then, like, also what Neil does a great job at doing and is saying, you know, yeah, it is an angry world, but, like, I, I don't know. I just love that he says, yeah. He just says, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be, well, that's the Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you don't need a, anything else except that, for yes. That's the theme in this album. Like, there's a lot of negative things yeah. that have happened to me in my life. But I'm trying to look at some of the positive. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah. trying to find the light. It's like a, it's, in the first yeah, line of sucks. Walk With Me. Yeah. You know, he's trying to find the light in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar, I guess you could call it uh, a moment of questioning faith, much like you when I saw 
Van Halen, uh, the Diver Down tour, and I realized those fucking Marshall stacks behind him were just empty fucking boxes. Oh, no. And I was really? like, those aren't working amps. Fucking my whole life is a... F- and I had a Marshall-shaped void in my heart. <laughs> fucking that. Van Halen, man. A fucking... Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. that's a big I was bummer. just like, those aren't working speakers? Well, who else is doing this? Which, Van, ha- which Van Halen was it? This is a Diver Down. It was David Lee Roth. Raw, okay. Yeah. All right. Who did a... a you know what? Can I just say he's retiring he's re- now? I saw that. Yeah. yeah, you see that David Lee Roth is finally calling it a career. Um, that tour was amazing because each person in the band got a solo, you know, bass solo, drum solo, obviously Eddie Van Halen guitar solo, and you know what David Lee Roth solo was? A voice solo. He came out in a gypsy. Oh God. No, I'm sorry, a genie outfit with the curved shoes and no. everything and scarves. And did a saber dance Jesus Christ. to a, a like a pre-recorded Middle Eastern type music track <laughs> for what? about for about five minutes, and so it was like all blue light, and he came out and he's twirling, and the scarves are going everywhere. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Lights go out, they go into the next tune. I'm like, the fuck was that? That's, That's terrible and scary. You know, I know, and I'm 13, and I'm like, this is bullshit. And then the whole fucking cabinet thing, and I'm like, fuck Van Halen. I was so angry at <laughs> Van guy. Halen. Like, you were angry at the church. Yeah. But uh, not anymore, but, but right, as, a, as, as a radio oh, guy, you do, you know respect, <laughs> do you respect him as a radio guy? <laughs> All right, hold on. I don't want to rush this. I just want you to be able to get out in the time he wants right. to get out. Sorry, so, yeah. Sorry. But I just want, also wanted to say, no, you're, you're good. I wanted to go back to what you were saying. Like you just said, like we both just said, yeah, those things sucked for us, you know. Right, but, and it makes you angry. It makes you angry. But also, you know, I know Neil says in, at the first part, first at the top, he says everything's going to be all right. But then later, like I love the, some life, uh, some see life as hope eternal, some see life as a business plan, some wish, uh, yeah. some will go to hell's inferno for screwing with the life in the freedom land. And then he says it's an angry world for the businessmen and the fishermen. It's an angry world. But no doubt everything will go as planned. And then, yeah, it's just like, yeah, th- things you think you've got, like you said, anyone who thinks they know, right? They don't know, right? And things are gonna be what they're gonna be. They are what they are. We should also you mention, know? Just, and it, and that's okay. That's all right. It's gonna be all right because it is what it is. It it's is somebody's plan, right? We we're sh- just yeah. we're just along for the ride. We should also mention this song was either nominated or won the Grammy this year. Oh yeah, he got a Grammy for vocal. Yeah. Um, but performance. The thing that yeah. stands out for me about this is, song, and I know we are cool for Neil. We're trying to move on, but I like it's the word and and the first chorus. He says it's because the temptation there as a songwriter is to go, it's an angry world, but everything is going to be all right. But he doesn't say but; he says and. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I don't want to get into the depths of that, but I feel like that says a completely different thing, and it makes it a more comforting song. No, yeah, for sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, but, it's in, it's inclusive yes so it's an angry world and and like you were saying russ regardless and everything's gonna be i feel like i could because you got to take that in life you gotta take the good and the bad episode on that decision but let's save it for the dawas podcast yes i will all right all right let's move on to hitchhiker
I'm going to say it right now. This is the best version of this song. Oh, strong disagree. I, this is way better than the one on the Hitchhiker release. No way. Absolutely. Are you serious? I prefer this This is because this sound is the perfect sound for this story. Oh, I, Absolutely. I couldn't disagree want, with you more. You want chaos and you want dynamics, and this has it all. And uh, while I love the acoustic version also, I just feel that the musical accompaniment to this particular version is perfect for the story of this song. Oh, I, this is my cut song. Really? Because it's, I love my, the version on too. Hitchhiker so much more. And I, and I don't I don't even hate the song. I actually I had a tough time picking a cut song, but I picked this because I prefer the acoustic version more. I don't know, it just there's like a more there's a loneliness to the acoustic version that I feel like this one lacks a little bit. I don't know. But see, I I took it as the story he's telling. It's basically his story. A pathway that is using drugs as kind of a of a kind of a guidepost. Mm-hmm. Each drug he was taking along the way in his trip. So it's like, first time he smoked hash, and then he started to get famous, and then he was doing the cocaine and all this stuff. And to me, the sound around that story is much like to me. It's the the best way to accompany that story, where it sounds like. It sounds like chaos, and it sounds like it's going a million miles an hour, and you have no control. And that's why I always thought the song was called Hitchhiker, because it's basically, I mean, I guess you could apply this to a lot of things he does. He's taken that chance. When you, are, when you stick your thumb out there, mm. you don't know who's picking you up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you are trying to figure out, okay, well, this could be good. I could get to where I'm going. This could be bad. I could end up in pieces in a duffel bag at the bottom of a river. Right. Or it could be everything in between that. You end know? up in a pieces in a van. In a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. Yeah. Uh, so... And to me, the sound around when that you put is it like perfect. that, when you put it like that, it does make me appreciate this this version. I was originally with Luke because I loved the the acoustic version yeah, so I do much too. But yeah, of course. But when you do put it like that, I'm like, it is it is like the drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. It's it, like the drugs, and it's like you know if you if reading yeah. about Neil or reading about the Rolling Stones or about Guns and Roses or whoever. There's that point in every and it's also, rock star story where they yeah. start getting famous and things start speeding up really quick. Yeah. And you, you almost feel like, I have no more control over my life. Like yes. Things have gotten bigger and I, every decision I make now doesn't just involve my life. It involves whatever I've so, created. Here. I'm not conceding, but I will say I, 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 I hear what you're saying. So yeah. it's, I still prefer the acoustic version right but now i don't yeah i like what you're saying i also and yeah. i also like that like we said this was written in the 70s right or whatever 76 probably right, yeah. so i like that this is here's the old neil version you know what i mean the yeah. older now now he has actually traveled all those roads right he's yeah you know? this is he's speaking yeah. with wisdom actually he probably was speaking yeah. from experience and in the original too yes of but, course but, but now this is now a, it's like tenfold yeah yes and it doesn't just and involve drugs all, and those friends that were with him along the way are all, right almost all gone exactly so you know it but has a whole and correct different me meaning. if i'm wrong uh is that last line new the one about how his wife like, and my wife kids. like oh, like oh my god I don't know I how I'm standing yeah, here I don't know. living my life I'm right. thankful for my children my faithful wife I don't remember that that I'm no, pretty sure I went back and 
yeah. and looked at the lyrics from the 70s one and it's not there. Right. So. And it's, it's like he's lucky to be alive yeah. with what he went through. I love the lyrics, the, especially the description of like when he's talking about doing amphetamines. Mm-hmm. My head was in a glass Mm-hmm. And uh, it was taped underneath the speedometer wires. I know that's such a so, yeah. such an such amazing, writing, compli- yeah. you know, like like description of it's the best how you're feeling. And and seriously, that like I'm if you not, just said yeah. that to me, I'd be like, sounds like you've been fucking chowing White Cross all night. <laughs> you know that yeah. whole taped under the wires of my speedometer. That's fucking awesome yeah, so good yeah. i love that so much and then the paranoia part and i thought it was oh then the whole i thought it was an aztec and then not being able to sleep and, or and runner yeah, in like Peru, the, one, the whole like, like an inca, inca tri- <laughs> yeah. you know connection like an there <sighs> and the aztec thing so i'm, I'm assuming that's that was a Cortez it's gotta be around reference. that whole time when he was writing all yeah. those tunes and he was talking yeah. about that in the beginning of the lenoise video with daniel lanois in that same conversation he goes i don't know it's about where i was and the drugs i was doing and daniel lanois was like what, what drugs were you doing? And he's like, well, it's just a mixture of everything. And, and Len was like, oh, yeah, it's like a, like a sampler platter or something. Yes. <laughs> they were just yeah, like yeah, joking yeah. about the drugs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, maybe this was like, again, that just gives it more perspective. Like it was written at a time where he was just yeah. doing everything. And now as it, when he's recording it, you know, he's probably just... I didn't, have the, I didn't have that perspective at all. So I was, I was with Luke, but I do like what you're saying about it definitely changes my my opinion for sure because i was i was just like oh man i love this song so much and i'm just uh echo and and reverb right and but then now when you put it that way i'm like oh yeah like i love like i said the acoustic version is great but this is a more to me cinematic i think is the word i'm looking for yeah it's really no that you're you're right it's really you wish jack nietzsche had got involved with this song. oh then it would have real i mean there would have been an orchestra and a fucking thousand person choir there's a hitchhiker (laughs) all right we gotta let's we're getting getting down here all right this peaceful valley boulevard To get to this boulevard, you have to take the boulevard of broken dreams, I think. As long as it's not September. Just wake me up. <laughs> Guys. I love that. With change. Yes. Yeah. And then this too, this. I love this right here. Yeah. All right. I got to fade a little Correct bit. me if I'm wrong. Is this the first train reference on the album? I think you're right. Yeah, you think you are right. Yeah. Took seven songs in. Is there no that's birds? The, that's the impact of Daniel Lanois. He made Neil. I bet all those first songs he brought were about birds and trains. And Daniel Lanois was like, "Hey, Neil, I love you, man." Well, there's but. bird references. Angry World was supposed to be Angry Birds. Oh, but then it got right. changed to the actual game. Yeah, you know, then, Neil, you know, Neil plays Angry Birds. You know, he yeah, loves he that aggressively. 
Do you think he? Although he I don't know how he feels the, about the like in-game apps. Absolutely. He probably doesn't think so. <laughs> he probably doesn't feel good though about launching bird, like no. putting birds in harm's and way. And they like all that. die. Do you know what I mean? They all puff out yeah, of existence. Yeah, they all like poof. Russ. Love and war, man. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Good point. You're right. You know. That's true. Um, I love this song a lot. <laughs> Does it remind you of another song? I can't. I from Neil. Yes, another Neil song or some other song. I can't figure out that. Um, is that something else? I mean, it's probably close to. I don't it's know all why. one song. That's true. <laughs> it, it there's something so familiar about that, but I re- I really like yeah. the song a lot. You know what this song reminds me of? Because it's it's kind of a history lesson about the United States. It reminds me of Dylan's "With God on Our Side." You guys know that I don't tune. Know that song. It's the same thing. He basically explains settling America, manifest destiny, Native Americans. Yeah, he kinda, how religion it's like plays history, into it. And then there's like you know, um, then there's all there seems to be some government stuff, some some. Planet Earth is getting yeah, fucked up. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. environmental stuff. Environmental in it. stuff. Yeah. And then I love, I fucking love that it ends with a child was born and wondered why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a good I think line. I wrote that down. Such is this his line. Christmas song? <laughs> yes, it is, actually. Is this his Christmas song? Because he wouldn't write a Christmas, like an overtly Christmas song. What you have to did? figure it out. What if he wrote the soundtrack for a Star Wars Christmas special and we just didn't know? Well, let's That's just another so episode. That. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love the uh, mention of the electro cruiser, mm-hmm. you know, and like he's driving an electro cruiser sitting in traffic, you know, I love that he has to get the link volt in there, but uh, yeah, it covers like the settling of the West, the environment. I love the line. People make the difference. He's talking about sitting in traffic, bunch of idling yeah. cars, people make the difference and who's going to, you know, like basically he's saying who's going to break away and do something because we're all thinking about what we want to do, whether it's saving the environment or fuck the environment, but we're all just sitting in our cars. Who's going to get out of this fucking traffic jam and build the electric car or make the Pono or, you know, yeah, you know, or come up with a, a, a vocal system like in trans to communicate with my kids or bridge school stuff. Who's going to break away and right. act on it? Yeah. You know, Hey Daryl, <laughs> who's going to break out of this traffic jam? Well, I, lyrically, I feel like everyone knows how kind of brilliant the song is, but I always focus musically on this song. I love that he can still write a song that's so simple but diff- still different from mm. all his other songs, and it's just captivating. Mm. I don't know. I can't explain it. This song captivates me in some ways. Sorry, just the th- it's a great story, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's well, really well written and stuff. In the beginning was the bird, and the bird yes. was with God, and the bird was God, and I am the bird. Are you quoting First Neil, <laughs> chapter first, one, verse first twelve? Neil, first Neil Inthians, First Corinthians. Neil uh, Young or Pearl? Neil Pearl. Pearl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this From is from Rouge. We we got we have to, we're we're literally we're yeah, dangerously we're, out of time. Okay. So let's move on to the next. But I I really love this song. The only the only other acoustic song besides Love and War yeah. on this mm-hmm. album. So all right, the last song is Rumblin'. This is a cool sound. I'd say what the most different song on this album is this is this mm-hmm. last one, I think. And then it totally changes. Yeah. Okay, bear with me on this. Okay. Do you hear this is Halloween, Halloween, yeah. Halloween? 
from Nightmare. Not Nightmare. until you said it. Mm. Yeah, now I now that's all I'm gonna hear. Yep, <laughs> that's what I heard right away, dude. Nice. Dun 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 dun. This is the song he sounds like he really let Daniel Lenoir yeah go crazy on yeah, and it, I, I love it. I'm a huge fan of dub music, like reggae dub, and so. I love all that stuff. And, you know, I've said before, like, I love Sonic Youth and a lot of the noise band stuff. But, um, Mike, you just love music. You're a music man. You go to hair metal shows. Love it. Bring it. You put on wigs for them. Yeah. Tribute bands. Awesome. Dude, if you haven't seen Dirty Deeds, they're fucking sick. They are. They're fucking amazing. Are they an ACDC? Yeah. Yeah. They're not ACDC is not hair metal. No, nah, but it was it was an 80s theme show, so we wanted some 80s stuff. All right, that actually sounds there. like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. ACDC is 70s and 80s. I know, but and 90s and 2000s. They just put out an album last year. <laughs> and it actually was a good album. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, it's not like they fucked with their formula, but it <laughs> they still know, sounded they know pretty good, man. They yeah. found what works and they stick to it. Anyway, yeah. I like. I think this is a good last track. I don't know. We we got to wrap this. But I like I like it too. I like it mostly for the. The sonic quality as opposed to the lyrics. To me, the lyrics are basically environmental themed and, you know, I feel I can feel the planet dying beneath my feet yeah. kind of thing, which is a great message. But to me, for this particular song, it's it's the aural sensations that it creates. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so many layers. You know, of we know you Lanois. love those oral sensations. I love the oral. Mm. Hot oral Make sure you get that as yeah. a... <laughs> I, I, I I'll forget, but yeah. I love the oral. I love the oral. Hey, Daryl! How about the oral? I did like your one contribution to last week's Rush episode when you said you wished that me, that we had died in a, a car accident. Cause we oh, were, right. I hope yeah. you drive off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. So I, 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 I like this album a lot. I think it's a good way to start the 2010s. Well, yeah, I mean, and I, I, I also had decade. a feeling I'll like this album more when we talk about it. It was one of those ones where I was like, Same. I feel like I'm going to like this the more we, you know, dive, let's, dive into it. Let's hit top three and cut song real quick. Okay. Um, I, I could not decide my three. I know my two and my one, but my three was tied with Walk With Me and uh, Angry World. I think I'm leaning towards Angry World at this point. I really like my, that song. I have similar things, but mine was tied between Someone's Gonna Rescue You and Angry okay. World. So. Um, my two is Peaceful Valley Boulevard. My number one is Love and War. I just think that's a yeah, same. great I, song. Go ahead, though. But me? Yeah. Um, I got to say that uh, Someone's Gonna Rescue You is my number one. I just think that's that's everything what's great about this album is yeah. all in that one song yeah. yeah it's just the the, the lanois production his playing you know his singing uh love and war is definitely my number two and then hitchhiker is my number three hitchhiker is my cut and i don't dislike it i just prefer the acoustic version and honestly this is one of those rare times where i there was no glaring cut song for me it was right. uh yeah it's tricky um, i gotta say my cut is uh rumbling even though i love the way it sounds I, I just I, like all the other songs. I think better. I switched mine to that. I yeah. I think I just like. Uh, I feel like he really let um, like Dan go kind of crazy on that. Yeah, one. and so I, I like that. Like you yeah. said, Russ. I mean, Luke. It was just. It was tough because I like all these songs. Yeah. So it was tough to figure out which. I one think I my 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 number one is Love and War. My uh, two. I'm gonna go with 
Peaceful Valley, and then someone's going to rescue you. Yeah. It's hard to not choose Angry World, but... It's a, there, I, agree, it's a, I agree with what you said about I think overall, someone's going to rescue I, you. So. I think this is a top-tier Neil album that I'll appreciate more and more as time yeah. goes on. And um, I think I might cut Rumbling. Yeah. Just because I like what you the point you made. You, you switched mine, shoe, so... But anyway, uh, this has been Long May You Young, the podcast about Neil Young. We used to be the only one, but we're still the only shitty one, so... Um, please, now uh, they're popping up all around us like fucking mushrooms, and in different languages. You know, give we gotta all, watch our backs now. Give them all one star reviews. Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, did we have a five star review? We did, and I just forgot to get to it. But we, if you leave us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, we will read it next next episode. I'll, I'll make sure I read it. But okay. uh, if you want, this has become a bi weekly podcast. If you want every week, long may you young. Uh, for better or for worse, for ridiculous or for serious, uh, you have to become a patron. You do that by going to patreon.com slash young. There's different tiers. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Me and Russ are going to do covers. Nails is going to get involved. We're oh, going to do some, some some funny shit and some... We're going to get into the archives and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, anyway, this is... Um, yeah. And um, don't forget to go to longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. You can listen to all the episodes there if you've missed yep. any or want to re-listen to them for some masochistic reason. <laughs> and then uh, you can also buy merch. You can buy hats, T-shirts, stickers. You can download the uh, the World's Greatest Podcast theme song on longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Yep. Um, and so if you want, we'll see you in two weeks for the next episode, unless you're a patron, and then we'll see you next week. Americana, right, we're doing? Uh, yeah, that'll be for the next everybody episode. But uh, yeah. become a patron. It really helps us out, and um, it really... Yeah, well, it won't help you at out out at all. No, you won't benefit. It'll, it will won't benefit your life in any way, but it helps us because you're giving us money. You, scientifically, we really appreciate it's that. been proven you'll lose brain cells the more you listen to this. It's kind of like yeah. with that recent study about hot dogs. Every hot dog you eat <laughs> cuts what is it? Thirty six minutes off from, your life. Your life yeah. Right. I think ours is forty eight minutes. I think it's right? forty eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Patreon's almost. 60 minutes yeah so you're getting only you can only get that Which, on our patreon for some people they might actually appreciate that we're sorry that it's know. not 69 minutes i'm sure that's what we're working on well, it. we'll try that's what luke we're would like there. to get yeah. cut off but that's become right. a pa- become a patron for real like you know just help us out <laughs> it'd be, it'd be great patreon.com slash long all right but anyway we'll see you guys next week or in two weeks bye It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. 
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 